everybody, and welcome to episode 289 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the ethereal Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves with me? Prince of the disappointing millennial turnout, Chris Antista. And Matthew Lenny Allen. Oh, God. And special guest... I'm Tim Turi. Hello, Tim. Special guest Turi. I, I guess I'll just roll with what you I called me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God, are we doing the... Oh, shoot. Uh, I never... These guys are more enthusiastic about it than I am. So really, it's... You can roll with it or you can just... Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But uh, thank you for joining us on this lovely election night. We're, we're recording this on Tuesday, obviously, so... Some of this content might be a little bit dated, regardless when you're listening right. to this. You've probably heard something that to disappoint you. We're uh, all on pins and needles, and we're really rooting for Kim Davis. So oh, fingers yeah, crossed, yeah. everyone. <laughs> man, if fingers she crossed. doesn't win, what a tragedy that would be. I really want the first man in whatever state that is to be a, a guy in overalls with a gigam hat. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is the stupidest looking man in the world. <laughs> People ask him to to, uh, to sign documents and he just stands there dumbfounded and then dances a little jig. Yeah, I show him a mechanical just... pen and he responds with, if that don't beat all. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Little known Kim Davis fact, she used to work at a GameStop and she actually denied my pre-order <laughs> oh, many years bitch. ago. I know, I know. Wow. I paid for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so for this this week, I thought it might be fun since we've all got just months of built up election night pins and needles on the brain. Still, probably even by the time you're hearing this on Friday, why not take a step back from elections and look back to a simpler time when the divine right of kings dictated all government, and if you were saddled with a mad king who was ruining everything, well, at least it wasn't your fault. <laughs> That's like the positive way of looking at it. You're spinning mm-hmm. it that way. Or you could look at it like, you know, we maybe have a president who was on the record as saying, hey, China has presidents forever. That That's maybe not a bad idea. Maybe, maybe we should mm. do that. Mm. Mm. I'm 70 senile, a chronic narcissist, and uh, mm-hmm. I should be here forever. Yep. But I'm only working two hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) I have to have some admiration for the stamina. It's like, I'm going to go across the country and have a crazy rally every week. Your Trump sounds a little too Woody Allen. I gotta be honest. I, yeah, well, I'm, I've never claimed to be good at impressions. That's I'm Chris's just saying. Bad. The caravan has a bunch of Muslims and, and diseases and subhumans, and they're all coming for you. You were all cowards, right? Right? I don't, women and children were very scared. All the weapons we've been amassing won't do anything against these unarmed children. Uh, fuck all of you. <laughs> Um, Sorry, fuck your parents. That's mm, I'm sure you're all cool not out there. not literally, but figuratively, but also yeah. literally. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of out of options here. Mm. I'm, I'm willing to. Well, you're talking about royal bloodlines. From, yeah, yeah. I mean, royal bloodlines. You do live in Florida, so yeah. I'll fuck everybody from here to Seattle. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, hi, yeah, hi, hi. <laughs> Video games distraction. Yeah. Where are they? Well, that's what we're here to provide. Who's playing Red Dead? I am. Still, I am. Yeah, I am. Speaking of westward expansion, yeah. yes, me as well. Nice. Yeah, I've I've advanced five percent in the last week. What does that bring you up to? Twenty. Oh, nice. <laughs> I looked 20. at a campfire and went fishing for three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I like. I think the charm's gonna wear off before I finish. Mm-hmm. What chapter I, are you guys in? 
Two. Two? Three (laughs) or four? So that's the thing. Pretty much through Chapter 2, a lot of the Mm -hmm. main story missions are still tutorials that are teaching you game systems. So don't be afraid to just knock those out and then go to your side stuff because... Mm -hmm. It will open up other parts to the game, like if it's starting to feel repetitive. Just, just go. I want my bounty. I think I'm in I chapter four, and things I'm over are in uh, up. Okay. roads with the uh, the hillbilly Romeo and Juliet thing. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I think you're around where I am. That's chapter four, I believe. Is. Okay. When oh, yeah. does my dead eye work consistently? So I figured this out because uh, I I was having the same problem where it's like. Okay, it used to automatically lock onto targets, but now it's just like I can get off one shot. And I looked it up, and what it is is that your dead eye changes as it levels up. Yep. And once you hit level two, it will no longer do the like if you just swing it across a target, it'll paste a bunch mm-hmm. of little red X's on it. Now you you do that auto, uh, you manually have to paste your own X's with like yeah. R R B. Yes, but then. Can you go back? Because I kind of liked it when it did it for me. Like, it sucks that I have to... Because I was really yeah. good at getting the cursor just, well, I'm going to go, there's his head, boom. And now I have to manually do that, and sometimes I miss, and that hmm. sucks. Same. But, yeah, yeah and I don't know. It's just like, well, you have you have more control over it this way, so that's something. I think I've done that sharpshooter challenge twice. And the first time, because I lost, I just killed the dude and stole the money back that I lost off of him. Nice. I was wondering how, how much of a shark you might be, but I just, oh, I, I didn't have a problem with it. And I'm just like, oh, you're just really bad at shooting, uh, dude, mm-hmm. that I met in the desert. But uh, I was wondering when the, the story was going to hit me again, because it started off on a strong foot, and then I started doing all the side stuff. And I, you know, no spoilers, I got to some just batshit crazy saloon scene, mm-hmm. uh, and it really charmed me in a very mm. rock star way. That's the Lenny scene. The Lenny, yeah, yeah. Lenny, Lenny, Lemmy. Uh, <laughs> God, that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of batshit really crazy, uh, play through the WWE 2K19 campaign. It goes places. Okay. Just going to say that. Yep. All right. Okay. I hope none of them are Saudi Arabia. <laughs> do they go to a Wild West canteen? And uh, No, no, they don't do that. Arm? You do beat up the entire NXT roster. A uh, couple chapters in. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> that, right. That's your way into WWE. You say, I'm going to go make a name for myself. And you, you crash an NXT show and proceed to beat up waves of people Triple H sends out from the locker room. And I thought, I was like, well, this is ridiculous. This must be one of those things I'm designed to lose. No, you're supposed to win. Uh, you have to beat down like 10 dudes. And then it, and that's like chapter two of the story. That's that's not even that far in. Wow. Okay. To, right. to bury an entire division of up and comers. Yes, it just turns much. into Diablo okay. three, just area effect attacks and just like <laughs> smashing down ice ruins on people. Yeah, I mean you have like a CPU guy with you that's supposed yeah. to be helping. He just gets in the way most mm. of the time. And yeah. yeah, speaking of CPU guys, that's another thing I wish they'd fix in Red Dead. And there have been like several times where like I'm doing a mission, like oh this guy that I was with ran out and got shot. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that ruins the yeah. That's it. Like I've failed missions because my the guys got killed because I was I was trying to like loot bodies as I was going along mm-hmm. because looting mm-hmm. is one of the best ways to make money in that game and yeah inevitably they will they'll go on ahead of me and then just die and I'll have yeah. to restart a session uh, uh, th- oh, yeah. sorry go ahead I was just gonna say speaking of looting bodies with like the AI like I was on a mission with like Mr. Marston and Will they just loot bodies and then you're like, oh, I guess you got the loot there. I, I feel like I couldn't loot uh, some some corpses. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a companion. Yeah. Please, the name's John. My dad was Mr. Mr. Marston. <laughs> That's true. No, my uh, daddy came over on a boat from Scotland. I was wondering the same thing. Sometimes I feel like I have to loot all the bodies, and then sometimes I think the the computer does loot a few of them with you. I, yeah, mm, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I think maybe the the companion death thing is encouraging you to keep up with them because I, I notice mm. it doesn't happen if I'm like 
sticking with them and fighting alongside them. It's yeah. usually when I'm falling behind and looting bodies. It's very typical Rockstar, though, whatever, where they yeah. put you on a path in a mission, and they're like, if you, you know, it is an open-world game, you theoretically can go anywhere, but if you go off this main path during a story mission, like, mm-hmm. you will you will fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there was one time where, like, a, a character just kind of froze in place, and I'm like, uh, my only mission objective is stick close to this character, so... I just rode away until I failed the mission, <laughs> and then it's like it reset, and now it's fine. Like, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, I have encountered the most jank I've encountered. It always has to do with horses. Like, for some reason, the horses just screw things up in that game. In a delightful way, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, the horse tech is uh, it's mm-hmm. impressive in parts, and the other parts are like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I do love patting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them a good pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to brush them, and the dust flies up every yeah. time you brush them. Mm-hmm. Infinite number of times. Yeah, and trust me, I tried. I was like, oh, eventually they'll become <laughs> clean. No, just stay dusty the whole time. Mm-hmm. There you go, girl. This brush is bloody now. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so kings, yeah. kings. Yeah, let's get into kings. Uh, the the top five. This is going to be playable kings. You might as well call it action kings because action kings. these are all like. Kings that you can control directly. We're not going to talk about Civilization Kings or Crusader Kings because that field could just get insane really fast. Yeah. And it, I'm not as good as, at talking about like turn-based strategy. So I think yeah, we said we we're avoiding the strategy genre just mm-hmm. in general. It's it's because yeah. you, it opens up way too many possibilities. Mm-hmm. One or two of these might hew close to that, but uh, in general, we're gonna. So these are playable kings. Playable or kings. Mighty monarchs. Yes. Feel the deadly sting! (laughs) And you'll feel it right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Because I, I'd never heard from anybody who's done this before. You're talking about my chromosomes? Your chromosomes. Let me, t- like, tell, me about, tell me about your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I decided to do the, the 23andMe, the old uh, DNA test because... Any you know, reason why? Well, I just wanted a corporation to have my DNA. You know, <laughs> like Deep down, I was like, you know what to do with this. Like, that is I a- want to join the X-Men. I want to somehow, <laughs> like, you know, I just think it's going to facilitate yes, something. Yes, I, I want a last Starfighter situation. Exactly. Where, like, there he is. One of we the greatest movies of all time. But, but, like, but were you curious about your background? Oh, that's right. Well, you don't have a brother or sister. Correct. I'm an only child, mm-hmm. and I was told, at a, like, in my adulthood that that I was the product of artificial insemination. Ooh, giggity. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yes, turkey based term. Yeah, um, basically. And, yeah. But, you know, so. You have no dad. Well, I did have a dad, oh, but I but he wasn't my biological father. You know, so did you know that at the time? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till long. I mean, I, I was I was well into my twenties before I was that was disclosed to me. Mm. Um, so that you know that was interesting to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when all this all these DNA testing you know sites came on Ancestry and Twenty Three and Me, you know it it was sort of like, uh, like hey, the, the Facebook not? of sperm. Exactly. Put your exactly. DNA here, and we will uh, we will sell your sperm to Cambridge Analytica and eventually right. steal your vote. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime.
And we're back to talk about those marvelous mighty monarchs. <laughs> mighty monarch. No, I'm not even going to try you it. You gave right up halfway now. through. You got to commit. I did. Feel the sting of the monarch. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's there. It's what it is. <laughs> that takes the sting out of having Ron DeSantis as your governor. God damn it. Uh, Wait, he's not my governor. I don't have to worry yeah. about that. I don't I get break Gavin fucking Newsom. Yeah. <laughs> we we live squarely in blue territory, Chris. Uh-huh. We're good. <sighs> so do I, but only in like a forty mile radius. Mm. They're surrounding you, mm-hmm. and they all have yeah. guns. Yeah, and none of you have guns. <laughs> and and no internet connections. I don't want to know what people are thinking ever. <laughs> I don't want to know that people are thinking. That was good. Oh. Needed more teeth whistle in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't oh, I too much to drink. You have to be missing a get, tooth, I'm, I think. By the way, I'm going to probably get really drunk on this show. I haven't eaten enough, and it's been a real drinky and recordy day. Uh, just saying. I love you listeners, okay. and I apologize in advance. Should be fun. Uh, so let's just jump right in with... Number five. There he is. The king of Albion. You've made it. Just like I always knew you would. It doesn't get any easier, though. You have a country to run now. Oh, no. This lighthearted adventure game will take a distinctly different direction. <laughs> Albion gave it away. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Fable. Or Fable 3. Fable 3, where you finally get to become king. That wasn't nearly British enough. That series was known oh, for the you, you want You want fucking British? Yes. Here's your fucking British. Such a beautiful day to waste in bed, don't you agree? Uh, Oh, go away, Jasper. Now, that is hardly the response of a prince. I'm afraid it is time to rise. With your permission, I shall wake your sleeping companion. It's nearly Headless Nick. Ah, yes. (laughs) One's heart soars before such regal bearing. I trust you both slept well. You have a busy day ahead. Uh, your sleeping companion is your dog, which Cute. is under the covers. Aww, so. Come on. Yeah. That so was one of the Python boys. Bars. Yeah, that's John Cleese. Mr. Cleese himself. He's always happy to hear that mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. Your butler, Jasper, who, uh, yeah, he gets he gets replaced, spoilers, through later in the game when Jasper becomes an official. And just you get a guy who tells terrible jokes and thinks himself very witty. And You get me? Yes. Yes, actually. <laughs> Hello, I'm Matthew Allen. <laughs> um, so I didn't. I, I'd be curious. Like I didn't play uh, any of the Fable games. It was really? like, probably one of the either. biggest blind spots I have. Like, so set this table because I, I understand. You, you know, like, so becoming king in this one. Like, what what was the ramp up to this one? Well, you got to go way back. You got to go back to when you plant a seed in mm-hmm. the first game. Yes. It'll grow oh, years oh later. God. Project and that Ego. Seed, what? That seed what? will become yeah. a tree. That will factor into the story. No, none of that. None of that shit actually happened. It was just a dumb, silly, lighthearted RPG slash action adventure mm-hmm. game uh, yeah. where there was some age mechanics. I just remember I got thrown in prison at one point and came out with gray hair. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the more you used magic, the faster you aged too. So sure. like other people would stay the same age while you're like an old man. It's like crystal meth that way. Yeah, kind of. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then fable like t- crystal meth. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Right. Fable two. I think there was more of an overt connection between that and Fable three. In that, in in Fable Two, I haven't played it to the end. I'm guessing you establish yourself as uh, king or queen because early on in Fable Three, they establish that you are the descendant of the character you played mm-hmm. in Fable mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. You are a prince. Your brother is on the throne, and uh, he's a domineering bastard 
who early on executes the person you think is your love interest and you have to run off into exile and become a rebel. We all deal with our in-laws in different ways. It's and... true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this this game is interesting in that, like, once you finally depose your brother and take the crown, that's only like the halfway point of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you discover that, like, oh, he actually had reasons for being an asshole all the goddamn time. The sacrifices I had to make, I did them to protect Albion. If a few had to suffer, it was to build an army. If a few had to die, it was to save a country. I have spent years preparing for this attack. Let me stand by your side now, and all my soldiers will be yours to command. Let us face the coming darkness together. Yeah, you find out that there's this threat a darkness that's coming in that's it's going to attack albion he's been secretly preparing for it for years and he's like yeah don't don't kill me i'll just be one of your advisors and yeah you can you can take that route or you can decide to execute your own brother because you know it's time for someone who isn't a monster to be in charge yeah, uh, yeah. i mean i ultimately became a monster at the end of this because i became a slumlord because I oh, bought nice. so many properties in the game, and I just, that's all I yeah. can really remember about Fable 3 was I was just super rich because I bought so many properties, and they would just make you money over the course mm-hmm. of the game. It took the Vice City route, where <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. Tommy Versetti, but okay, got it. And right. then I think from then on, like, being king is basically just having to make a series of terrible decisions between, like, well, this thing that I have to choose between as a judge will either, like, be the moral choice where I'm upholding a promise or helping people uh, or I can have like some sort of short term gains where like this other guy's like, well, if you help me fuck over the people that you made the promise to, I'll give you money and you can use that to build your army. Twists his mustache. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Vigas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't play this one much, but I think it, it is interesting that it introduces that ruling mechanic. Sadly enough, I played through all three and they were that unremarkable that I just don't have too many strong memories of them. Like, I, I kind of just remember the, the generality of, oh, yeah, it's this third-person kind of action game, and I had a dog. I remember my dog, mm-hmm. and I remember buying land, and I remember it not being at all what we were promised, but it was still a, a lighthearted kind of fun yeah. RPG. Yeah, I mean, and, the Fable games were fun, but, yeah, you know, Lionhead had a problem with over-promising things, mm-hmm. and it's an object lesson. Don't Don't talk about trees growing if you can't actually do that <laughs> if it's just an, like I, I i think you know i i don't think that peter molyneux was ever really lying i think i think he, these are things he genuinely wanted to do and just yeah. hadn't fully thought it through and didn't think like oh maybe i should wait to announce this stuff uh, until we know we can do it well and, and he's out there you know promising this is only possible via the power of the xbox because mm-hmm. of the whole xbox partnership with yes, them and, and yes. so you know, of course, they're going to throw him out on stage and say, yeah, you know, tell him about this big thing and mm-hmm. he uses all this tech that only you can only do on the Xbox. And then, yeah, Milo. Yeah, Milo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I guess the less said about that, the better. Mm. So let's move on to number four. I think this is something everyone can talk about. Uh... I just got really hungry all of a sudden for a Whopper. <laughs> See, I don't think oh, no. I don't know if I ever made it past the cross sandwich stage. So. <laughs> this uh, oh, this no. game ruined me because I feel like uh, 
you got so much for five dollars. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, this and uh, well, there there was Big Bumpin' and Pocket Bike Racer, but I think Sneak King was really the centerpiece of those three legendary Burger King games. <laughs> yes, just just stealth for stealth's sake. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's just like they they just expanded from these incredibly creepy commercials that they were running at the time where like the king would just arbitrarily show up in someone's bed and they'd be terrified and he'd like <laughs> offer them some food and be like oh okay it's fine now yeah like here's here's your one dollar garbage from the babadook <laughs> i've been watching you sleep all night here's your payment uh that's probably the most personality that chain has ever had yeah. i feel like maybe save for there was a period in the 90s where there was these really radical like kid mascots kid vid oh yeah yeah the kids club Mm -hmm. thank you uh Uh, kid vid wheels i could name a bunch of these people (laughs) jaws i think was one of them hot damn you're you're what you're not someday i want to do a video about it but um for a a little while burger king ripped off mcdonald land and has this like subpar like shake town and yeah i remember that fucking like burger astronaut i don't even remember it at all it's like for four years before i was born but it looks disgusting i feel like that i i feel like i just have these vivid memories of walking into a GameStop or something and just seeing just a pile of sneaking like behind the register like they don't they take them but then they just like or they won't take them but we'll throw them away for you if you want like they just couldn't take any more of these things we'll take it for free and we'll sell it for like 99 cents (sighs) and just guaranteed that all his discs have like whopper juice on them somewhere Mm -hmm. like it's just it's more than guitar hero can say because they like would not take instruments after a while that's true also interesting twist even though these were uh packaged and sold as xbox 360 games they would also work on a regular xbox which is not something you can say apparently so yeah Oh, it's interesting. Like that's such a clever, that's such an interesting detail that they can do that. But I can see why they wouldn't want to, you know, market them that way because then it's less appealing as a 360 game. But that's Mm -hmm. that's cool. It was tied in with the 360. Yeah, yeah, it was. And if you if you remember, like I had just purchased a 360 and started a new job that didn't pay very well. Remember, Michael? Yes, I remember. Uh, And and and, like the idea that there were i think i got cracked down for 39.99 and that was the cheapest xbox 360 game uh a little less than a year into the launch of the 360 so all of a sudden burger king's like we have an hd game with achievements that is five dollars what the fuck like it was the why not go get one because there wasn't even that many games to get on the 360 at this point and burger king released three overnight i think that's what's remarkable is it's this tie-in promo which typically that stuff's free they were charging you five dollars and yet it was still yeah. super successful I thought it was like three dollars like just yeah, it, was, it was nothing yeah. and and yeah you yeah, could just call, get it at the drive-thru <laughs> what yeah. a weird experience do, do i remember as far as like the stages do i remember like like the suburbs and like a lumber yard. Yeah, I think like, there's like a sawmill that's like the first yes. stage where you have to show up in the morning. And actually, I I guess I didn't stick with it long enough to remember that there are cutscenes in this game. Yes. Some lucky loggers at the old sawmill received a surprise gift from the king yesterday. His highness, somehow sensing that his hardworking subjects had missed the most important meal of the day, arrived with a big smile and a platter full of breakfast delicacies. Several of the stunned lumberjacks were interviewed afterwards, but it is unsure what they said, as their mouths were full. (laughs) Come on. I just want to note that in this world, uh, apparently... 
this big headed grinning king is a legitimate ruler because he's just referred to as the <laughs> king, not a fast food mascot. So I like how they start cr- chronologically on the menu mm-hmm. where they're just like, well, breakfast is the first level. Like, I don't know. Where, where, where else would it be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's all this stuff we didn't see of him frustra- frustratingly pantomiming all his decrees. No! <laughs> <laughs> Look, why aren't you getting this? The king is open to interpretation, just like the Constitution, all right? He's waving his hands over his head in a <laughs> Muslim ban. Okay. That's why we have the Supreme Court, to interpret the wild gesticulations of the king. Uh, but you do have to be careful in this game to not get spotted, or uh, your your victims will lose their appetite, and worse, you'll have to hear this sound. It's interesting that they have, like, the Metal Gear-style big exclamation point that appears, but it's over your head instead of the heads of the people who see you. Not as useful. Mm, no. So this yeah. this game was developed by Blitz Games, and mm-hmm. um, there's only... I mean, they do a lot of, like, licensed titles and things that are really not really memorable, but Chris, you would be interested to know, uh, they helped co-developed Epic Mickey 2 along with Junction oh, Point Studios. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, that's my favorite 6 out of 10 game ever. <laughs> Uh, I will say to this game's credit, though, like there was a big rise in sponsored video games, and this is way better than all in any mm-hmm. field. This is kind of astonishing, but in, the, in in terms of sponsored games, the Yaris and the Dorito dashes, this is still way better than all. Of them. I, I think Doritos Dash of Destruction might actually be better, but it it is no, no longer available. Is that the one that was awful. like Trials, basically? Uh, no, it's the one where uh, one player is like a, a Doritos van, and, and the other player is a T Rex trying to eat the Doritos van. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Pepsi Man. What does that yeah, rank here? Pepsi. Man. Eh, it's okay. It's a surprisingly fun auto runner before that was a genre. It's a fucking temple run before yeah, those things true. existed. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I looked over your shoulder. There's some other goodies on there. Oh, there are. I mean, there, there, it's a lot of licensed stuff. I mean, if you want to play the iCarly game, there you go. Yeah. I did uh, see Glover, uh, which which caught my eye. Yeah. It's not a hamburger helper yeah, game. Ni- oh, yeah, 1998 Glover. Glover. Yeah, wow. you're right. You're right. Frogger 2, Swampy's Revenge. Mm. Uh, a, a cancel Titan AE game. There we go. Oh, now wow. you're talking. Wow. Yeah. But no chase the chuck wagon. (laughs) Pac-Man World 3. Who knew there was even a Pac-Man World 2? Mm, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I should really pay more attention. What is Burger King's identity right now? Like, Uh, uh, trying to place it. Uh, I I know now because I live in a sad place. (laughs) Um, Bring it on. They they are the exclusive domain for Fountain Surge. Oh, my God. What? A new soda by Mm Coca-Cola. Wow. A new old yeah. soda, yes. Hmm. Yeah, I guess their thing was always when I was growing up. It was have it your way. That was their mm-hmm. big ad campaign. It's like, yeah, you can. Yeah, which... my way is rotten, mellow, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 king that the the weird, creepy king, and I think like the commercials, like you could hear the king breathing heavily, and it just added to the it's basically Michael Myers, the creep factor. Yeah, and... even that was ripping on Jack in the Box though, because Jack had their guy in the big creepy helmet. Yeah, but but it did. wasn't about like wordlessly breathing. Like Jack actually talks; he's a character, yeah. whereas the king just shows up, <laughs> and like he he could just be wearing like a tattered costume, and it would probably just fit the the mood better. But they also had like the. Uh, was it um, Cock Rock, the uh, the chicken fries band? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they, they all What's that? 
Yeah, I think I think they were actually called Cock Rock because like, they were because with, chicken. They had, they had to they had to delete the commercial. Yeah. They had to like replace the commercial because they spelled it out with Q's and aired it on television. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one nation on the chicken fries. Those guys remember? <laughs> no, I wish. I, yeah. I I wish. All right, I'm done shilling for Burger King yeah. now. Anyone else got something to say about this game? No, it was cool. It's yeah. cool that, that they had a promo game that was actually good. And yeah, then, it's cool. And, it, and like it wasn't even that good, but it's just so flabbergasting that this exists. For the price, it was Dude, really there were, good. There, yeah. were like, there were like 20 games for the 360, and they were all $40. It's a novel like reverse stealth thing. Like You're not going in to steal something, like yeah. delivering something. Yeah, yeah. And it's still better than a lot of mobile games that are that price. It's so, true. Yeah. Anyway. Number three. <laughs> I'm Evan Petty Whisker Tildrum, King of Ding Dong Dell. Who are you? Never mind who. The question is where. Uh, I'm just amazed that none of you guys laughed out loud uh, at Evan Petty Whisker Tildrum, King of Ding Dong Dell. Uh, I think I saw Matthew's eyes maybe roll <laughs> I, I, out of I, his I, head. They rolled out of my head. Because this sounded like some anime bullshit. <laughs> it is some anime yeah, bullshit. Yeah. This is Nino Kuni 2. But it's whimsical. What you saw was oh. my anime radar going on. <laughs> but it's the whimsical or, or, It's okay. Yeah. Or for, or some like nineteen seventies fucking disco black exploitation movie because like in a different accent that sounds like it could, it could have come out of Dolomite's mouth. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do it in your head. I'm not doing yeah. it. Nino Kuni too. I, I say anime bullshit, but I love this game. This this came out this year. Yeah. And you play not only as a king, Evan Petty Wesker Tildrum, uh, a deposed king who then has to rebuild his kingdom. But you also play as the president of an alternate universe, United States, or what appears to be. The game opens with you. The game opens with you as the president who is then caught in the middle of a nuclear attack on a city. And while he's trapped under rubble, he's suddenly transported to this other world that exists alongside the more modern one. And uh, he, he just is reincarnated into a younger body plopped down in the middle of this, uh, this coup attempt and escapes with the young prince and decides to, to stick around with him. So hell is an anime that checks out. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Are you making this? No, this is the plot of Nino Kuni too. Are you serious? Yes. I played a lot of the first one. Did they, was there any insinuation that the real world exists or that? Yeah. 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 Uh, The main character in the first one is from, I think motor city or motor town or something like like, that. Kind of like a coping thing or something like he's in this other world. Okay. Yeah. But, but like to imagine that there's nuclear bombs and like, a president and stuff is such a leap to what uh-huh. world they built. That's blow. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> Let's go have a whimsical fantasy adventure <laughs> and forget about the horrible things happening in the real world. Wow. wow. Okay. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, to the to the game's credit, it casts you as that president who's named Roland. Uh, he's your first playable character, and it's you're, you're just kind of tasked with protecting uh, Evan, who he just kind of seems like this little Lord Fauntleroy type where he's I'm this very effete little boy who speaks in very courtly speech, very mannered, but it lets you get uh, warmed up to him. Like, to the point where you see him cry, you see him try to be brave and uh, he endears himself to you and then he becomes the main character. And uh, he is exiled from his his uh, kingdom. It's like the only place he's ever known. He became king shortly after his father died mysteriously. Spoilers, he was assassinated. 
Uh, and yeah, he just he just had a lot thrust on him. His enemies thought like, oh, he's weak. Let's let's overthrow him and, and assassinate him. But uh, no, he gets out because of you. And then he has a new goal. Building our new kingdom won't be easy. It's giving a speech. But we will build it. A beautiful, bountiful kingdom where everyone can live happily ever after. Wow. I want you all to join me on this journey. The road ahead may be a long one, but at the end of it, there is hope. And we'll build this kingdom by kicking out a bunch of indigenous people who are squatting on this land. But it's okay because they're identified as bandits, not like the sky pirates that I've just allied myself with in order to kick these people out. Uh, <laughs> this game has serious colonialist overtones. You said I'm supposed to like that kid after the course of the story? You do. That speech, I don't know. Despite my best efforts. <laughs> no. But I, yeah. No. He didn't sound very like, I, I don't know. He lost me after the first sentence. I just wanted yeah. to walk away from that kid and be like, you're on your own. But he wants to build the kingdom first, and then he decides he wants to take over the world so that he can put an end to all war. And so he, he comes up with something which Roland explains. We'll need to sign a treaty with the other major nations of the world, effectively forming a single united realm. We propose to call this treaty... The Declaration of Interdependence. But yes, so the game becomes a little boy king going around to other kingdoms, uh, doing them favors and convincing them like, will you uh, swear fealty to me as your king? This sounds like what a villain would explain at the end of the game, though, is I tried to take over the world to prevent war. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he has these noble, like, you know, reasons for doing these terrible things he's doing, uh -huh. such as, like you said, kicking out the indigenous peoples uh -huh. and all this. Yeah, like, yeah. So what, from the gameplay perspective, what does uh, you know, winning the loyalty of uh, the entire world end up looking like from a, from a gameplay perspective? Well, it ends up go like looking like going there, talking to their rulers, and then you find out like there's some major, major problem they need solved. And really uh, what it boils down to is that there is another villain who's going from kingdom to kingdom trying to destabilize them and corrupt them so that they in this in this world kings can only rule if they have a bond with like a mystical beast called a kingmaker oh of course and if kings become corrupt that bond gets broken and then they lose their right to rule so you you uh, have to forge your own bond first and your kingmaker is this little guy named lofty who looks sort of like a super deformed lisa simpson and speaks in a welsh accent so yeah, you're you're going around, and you eventually have to confront these other the sources of these corruptions and fight kingmakers, and then the the rulers see the error of their ways, and they're like, "All right, I'll join with you." All right, and is this is this kingmaker? It sounds reminiscent of what was the what was the Welsh sounding character from the first? Uh, yeah, the the fairy. Yeah, uh, I forgot what his name is. Nobby or something. Lampster. I yeah. Know. Drippy, drippy, drippy. That's lamster. <laughs> That's Pinocchio. <laughs> lamster, good old lamster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's sort of similar, but it is it's like a, a creature with like immense power that like 
this this is the divine right of kings, literally, but made manifest as a monster. Okay. That, uh, yeah, is also like the mascot of its particular region. You guys act like Lamster is a worse name than Drippy, by the way. I'm going to give Tim some credit. <laughs> Thank you. It's also, I forgot Lamster is a 16-bit side-scrolling Konami game. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember Drippy because he's got like this little lantern hanging that's like pierced through the tip of his nose. So it looks like the lantern is dripping out of his nose. You're right. It's a good look. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If you're a fairy and a weird little round-headed thing. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... This yeah, it's for the parents. He looks like Peppa the Pig with a nose ring. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a better way to say it. You you do also spend a lot of this game just recruiting citizens from different places and saying, hey, come join my kingdom out in the middle of nowhere and help me build it up from nothing. So, yeah. And it, it kind of has a Suikoden vibe in that sense. I'll, I'll admit I was actually super charmed by the first one, but like I just hit a wall uh, with mm-hmm. the difficulty at a certain point. It really ramped up. But yeah. like, I've heard that the second one was like actually pretty approachable from that perspective. It kind of wanted to. It really is. It's really well paced. Um, and I think especially compared to the first one, like it, it picks up and just throws you into the action like really quickly. Mm. And like you're, you know, you're just immediately invested in like, okay, I have to escape this castle. And then it gradually starts introducing more systems. It's like, okay, now it's the RPG exploration. Now. Uh, we have kingdom building. We actually have to have maintain this little village and assign people to different uh, spaces and and build it up. And so it gets going quickly. Unlike the games from last week's episode, the slow starters episode uh, VGA yes. two eighty eight. Go yep, listen to that. Yep. Plug. <laughs> Nino Kuni yep. one might have no been one, good there, but uh, no one had a problem with anything I said, and they love. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, but Big yeah, time. but th- this was a really fun one, um, and it's a lot of fun to build up Evan's kingdom, even if he at first does seem like a grating little whiner. He really is a good character, I promise. It, I'm just saying it reminds me of Empire of the Sun, the way you describe hmm. it. Interesting. There's the progression yeah. there. The whiny little shit who has to become a better person. Yeah. And eventually becomes Batman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, with the help of John Malkovich and a young Ben Stiller. Well, that's the other weird thing that, like, he's apparently descended from a character in the first game, uh, King Tom Tildrum, who's just like a giant cat with a crown. Uh, but he is a little human boy with just cat ears, like that's... anime cat ears. All right. And a little tail. Sure. So, yeah. You got to throw the furries a bone every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, there's some interbreeding possible here, I guess. Someone decided to fuck a giant cat. Uh, anyway. Number two. Segway off that. Figure out what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, speaking of whiny people. I began my knighthood in Daventry with nothing to my name except a feather in my cap, a cape on my back, and an appetite for adventures. Questing led me to recover King Edward's magic mirror, and he rewarded me with his throne. Uh, who recognizes that voice? Well, it's just it's King Graham, of course. Yes, of course. And only King Graham. I remember him when he killed my brother. <laughs> he sounded just <laughs> like Lilith! <laughs> that's uh christopher Jesus. i love that christopher lloyd yeah. eventually became the old man that he had he was aged up to be in back to the future uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like he's the perfect couple with sally field they were like born seven how old was he in, in, in back to the future i think probably only like in his 40s or something oh wow like a like a uh well remember the whole thing in, in two they had to explain away 
they, he, I, I think he, I think the story is like he was tired of doing the age makeup, and so in two they explained it with a plot thing saying, well, he got a facelift when he went to the future, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they wouldn't have to wear all the prosthetic stuff, and so yeah. he like took off the old prosthetics. He's like, oh, I feel better, Marty. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Knock over a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense. Um, but yeah, he he is the voice of old King Graham in the rebooted King's Quest game, which uh, I'd never played really before looking into this, and now I really, really want to because it it seems amazing. The 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 reboot is is actually really well done. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't I played it's awesome the first couple of episodes, and like the first episode just nails it and they play they play with it in such a fun way like i played the most of i'd say king's quest 5 out of all these and so i played like whichever one that added in voice acting and like it was just they upped the production values oh that would be king's quest 5 yeah that's uh he conjured up a terrible whirlwind that swirled faster and faster around the castle with another incantation mordak then caused the wind to draw the castle up into the sky and out of sight Ooh, it was something to see all right why why would this wizard mordak want my castle what could he have against me and my family that i don't know Ooh, i only know that it was mordak who took your castle and your family <laughs> you're talking to an owl by the way that's why he that's why he extended oh, his really? who, everybody <laughs> I thought he was going to start telling me how the chicken is really cool. <laughs> also, that's, that's Cedric, everybody. Uh, yeah, Cedric, Cedric the Owl. How the hell did they get that kid from Nino Cooney 2 in that game? <laughs> how did they get Cedric the Owl Tainer in the game? That's amazing. That's- Although, uh, Cedric the Owl does make at least a cameo in, in one of the, the more recent games where... Uh, you get to see him as a little owlet getting snatched out of a nest by what appears to be a skunk. Wait, no, there is absolutely no way that could be right. There's no way that could have happened. I was too invested in that owl. I must have missed a detail in the story. That's another great, like, because the the Sierra games, like, Mm -hmm. traditionally would just bone you into it. Like, you'd just be totally saved... Uh, saved into a corner and mm-hmm. just be like, hey, sorry, did you eat the mutton at the wrong point? You should have. <laughs> you needed to throw the pie at the Yeti, you idiot. Oh, uh, you want to talk about Yeti pies. 100%. But you ate the mustache. The, the, after the reboot midnight, did such a good job dummy. of like just taking the game over state and being like, oh, wait, that's not how it happened. So smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, but King's Quest V has one of the most infamous puzzles of all time. <laughs> Puzzle. <laughs> Puzzle in quotes. <laughs> really, it's just uh, did you have the right. The, the the custard pie on you late in the game when you get attacked by a yeti. You, you can get so deep into the snowy mountains uh-huh. when your hunger strikes that you can eat the pie and continue going for such a long time and not know that you could have also gotten a mutton chop that you can eat twice. You can get so far. Oh, God, this is like this is like your Kingdom Hearts from last yeah. week. Like you're gonna start going off on King's and, Quest. And if you you know you also had to have had this interaction very, very early in the game to have had the pie in the first place. Those custard pies look most delicious. Yes, they're made from a recipe handed down from our dear mama and her mama before her. Mmm, <laughs> it's still hard to decide, though. Well, take your time. There's no hurry. Sir, I would ah! like to purchase one of your custard pies. <laughs> These pies cost one silver coin each. 
I've got it right here. Here you go. I hope you enjoy your goodbye. Oh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> There's no reason for any of that dialogue to have been in the game. <laughs> oh, I put the point in my pocket now. It's been received. Uh, All I can imagine is like a calliope monkey slowly taking is, his limbs this off. This is the king of the land. Just <laughs> yeah. straight up like, hey, no, I got to get boots on the ground commerce here right now. Um, yeah, well, I guess my castle got whisked away by an evil wizard, so uh, I'm only as good as whatever money I have on me right now. Is that right? <laughs> and I think this adventure is going to bring yeah, me into so, the mountains. Uh, turn up the base. <laughs> So turn up the bass and all the microphones and cue the racist MIDI Italian music. <laughs> and you know, uh, this adventure might bring me into the uh, the mountains and like, who knows, maybe I'll need a pie. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. to eat, though. Yeah, no, Definitely. not to eat. To throw it a Yeti. Yes. We might need a sort of Am I doing a yeah, good job? Yeah, it sounds really just like the game dialogue. Maybe make it more amateurish. Can you do that? Uh <laughs> I know. I'm too uh, good. I'm just too good. <laughs> Why have I not been hired to do yeah. video? King Graham is like a dear friend. All those, that's so much worse than I remember it, uh, but mm-hmm. I still love it. I, this was well, like the stay home from sick from school yeah, same. game and just like, I'll just beat King's Quest V real quick. I still remember staying home from school and like convincing my mom that like, no, I should be able to play this while I'm homesick <laughs> because it's like... I, I left off with a book that I was really interested yep. in. She's like, no, if you're well enough to sit in a chair, you can go to school. Damn it! I, I think if if to be fair for the time, like video game talkies weren't really a thing yet. I was just and, having a conversation about this, uh, about like you know, I don't know, Re- Resident Evil Two. Just like that era, the fact that there was even voice acting is just like this is this is incredible. Like this is magic yeah. to me. Yeah. And and I remember Sierra was like kind of at the forefront of like CD-ROM talkie games, like. Uh, reading about them, like I, I got like Sierra's Interaction magazine, so I got to read about like all the voice talent on Gabriel Knight, which had like Tim Curry and Mark Hamill, and nobody, none of those were right. in this game. <laughs> that's, I mean, like that's enough to to sign me up. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's it's like you can compare them against the versions that didn't support you know voice acting at all. It's just like, mm-hmm. a totally different experience. Uh, yeah. Just reading text windows. And he was the protagonist of, like, I think he was one and two, and then three was uh, the daughter. I think, no, I think four was the daughter. So one, two, and three. Graham. Graham. Four daughter, five back to Graham, then Alexander. Mm -hmm. Yes, for six. And six was kind of seen as the best one, I think. Yeah. And then seven was, like... Cartoon land. Yeah, it was basically, we're trying to make an interactive Disney movie, so, like, the art style is, like, super cartoony. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it kind of felt like an FMV game and, uh, it, it had like Disney style musical numbers where like princess Rosella would sing and you, you played as both Rosella and her mother, Queen Valenus or mm-hmm. Valenice. All right, fellas, that's enough Elm Street Nightmare season three, <laughs> King's Quest edition. All right. <laughs> we don't need to Me- go Meanwhile, the, the new game had, yeah, Christopher Lloyd, Josh Keaton, who everyone loves, uh, Wallace Shawn, which is a surprise. Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Uh-huh. This is what happens when you don't grow up with uh, enough LucasArts games. Uh, and, it, <laughs> and, and it has some great patter, especially once you become king and are expected to do kingly things and make kingly decisions. Which color did you like again? Which addendum should we enact next? Addendum. Oh, goblin strategy seems to be failing. I think. Are we observing ice cream for breakfast day this year? There's been a slight problem with dinner. Care to reorder? The pros have 
mustard, the royal steeds wear socks as well. Do you smell syrup? Distress! Never heard a king yell the word distress out loud before. Or for that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's a great sequence also because everybody's just sort of freezing where they are. Like somebody was trying to keep a steak away from a squirrel. Another person is literally putting a rainbow sock on a huge horse thing. Uh, yeah. I thought you were using some weird slang, get a steak away from a squirrel. I'm like, that's no. a first. I've never heard that. Like an actual <laughs> cut of meat. And, okay. and in one hand, and there's like a squirrel-like creature that's struggling oh, okay. in the other. That sounds like some Jim Ross slang that he would mm-hmm. use there. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Uh, wrestling commentator Jim Ross. It's tougher than a $2 steak. All right. Slobber knocker. Yeah, sure. slobber knocker. Uh, uh, but but yeah. the the new one is is worth going back to. You know, I yeah, can't absolutely. speak to like how all the episodes. Dude, it's really uh, good. Chris, did you play through all episodes? No, but I loved it. I fucking loved it. I really did. I don't know. I don't know I anyone who's played through true. all of them, though. And that's why I'm a little sad. I'm like, yeah. they're not going to make another one. Like, it didn't sell well enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, Matt. It was it was kind of at the peak of like Telltale's success that that came out. Yeah. So it's it's yep. very much in that Telltale mold of game. And yeah, I finished it on two different platforms the first episode or two, and I just I forgot there was even more releases. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't know they yeah. happened. I think there's like five, five or six, and and they have yeah Prince Graham, uh, Rosella, Valenice. They all show up. And it's like it's interesting. I'd almost rather just replay that first episode again. Then, then continue yeah. in a way because I think the second one, the second episode slowed things down quite a bit. I think they're like in a prison or something, or they're just trying to get oh. out of a different scenario. And but that, that first episode really, really nailed it. Uh, yeah, it made made oh. King's Quest a really good platformer for some reason. That's, huh. that's, that's true. All right, as opposed to a point and clicker, which is what it always used to be. You got more oh. Christopher Lloyd in your life. Well, mm-hmm. you don't say that word anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, maybe I can say more words in our. more noble than you and she is more noble than me the rich are more noble than the poor and those who work hard are more noble than the lazy then who is the most noble of them all which Teletubbies 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 which it, like just hearing those kids say these horrible existential things, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why the, that those specials are so popular with anyone mm. but me. Yeah, watching Great Pumpkin with you, it was like, man, this is so much darker than I remember. Like, just yeah. nobody gets yeah. what they want. Everything's a mess. Everyone's depressed at the end. Everyone's depressed. I have faith in this thing that doesn't, <laughs> that no one believes in. And nothing mm-hmm. happened. You got nothing, and you ruined yeah. your night. I'll show you. And then they fade out. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, Little King's Story, who played that? Uh, I, I really did. wanted this to. Was, I have a really fond memory to this one. Like, I, I think this is the first thing I ever wrote about like professionally. Really? Uh, and no. it's a weird one for that. Uh, and it was the first piece of, like, I, there's these little uh, Oni characters, like these little demon mm-hmm. characters that are, it's like the slime or whatever yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of that series. 
but I remember being charmed, probably in part because I hadn't played a lot of Pikmin yet, uh, and there's a lot of Pikmin. It's like your little king that goes across the countryside, gets all these different uh, followers and subjects that have different characteristics, mm-hmm. kind of combination of going out, adventuring with them, sort of throwing them at the enemies Pikmin style, and then build up your town. Yeah. Uh, it hits a lot of notes, and it was really charming. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you're you're just like trying to build up your kingdom, and you have exactly like twelve mm-hmm. indolent subjects who don't want to do anything. So you have to gather them up, and then throw them into like a farmhouse or a barracks, and train them to be soldiers or farmers, and then use them to like clear obstacles, fight enemies. Eventually, you get to amass little armies. But yeah, it is it is very Pikmin style, just kind of with a job system. And on the, initially on the Wii too. Uh, for that note, yeah, it's it's had like an interesting history since then. Since I think like it got this sort of cult following, and there was like a, a was it a Vita there sort of Vita. remake? Yeah, there was new the, new Little King. Story it was a new Little King story, but then they did a kind of HD Steam release. I think yes. down the line. That's right because wasn't the I think the Vita one was called Little King Story. Uh, it was New Little King. New story. Little, it was yeah. New Little King Story, but yeah, yeah. And then in, in 2016, they had the Windows version of the game. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. Windows version was great. By uh, the way. I was playing that last night. It's a lot of fun. Super, super cute. I, I beat up a, a cow with a skull for a head. And the skull kept flying off and the uh, cow with the meat stump would flail around and attack my troops. Being a ruler is not easy. And no. I think these are some of the things you can point to. Uh, luckily, you have this thing to help you. From the day he put on that mystical crown, they say the boy became a magnificent king. Good. men and animals one and all they say became his loyal followers <laughs> and so somehow <laughs> in yeah. some such way the young boy was no longer lonely <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. one sound clip like yeah <laughs> yeah they 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 only speak in gibberish except for the word king i think they repeat that over and over again. Unnerving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're you're this little boy in the opening cutscene. You're just like playing in a dollhouse, and the dollhouse is attacked by rats who steal your toys. So you chase after them and fall through a hole and wind up in this magical kingdom where you're you're the true king. Did you end up playing through the whole thing? No, just the first part. Yeah, it's uh, it got really tough as a thing too, which is hmm. maybe not cut out to be king, but yeah. Well, a lot of it is like. You know, just being able to aim your your subjects carefully and uh, attack certain things uh, to wit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But like, yeah, when you when you throw someone out, they'll like travel in a straight line, and either if they bump into something, they'll fall down and be stunned for a few seconds, or they'll just if they don't run into anything, they'll just be like, eh. And, like, slowly plod back to you. So if you're aiming at something that's moving fast, you have to be really careful to time the shot and aim it, etc., etc. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a fun it's a fun take on Pikmin. And if you're hurting for a Pikmin 4 and you've never played Little King's Story, get on that shit. That Steam version, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Is, worth, is worth checking out. I'm sure it goes on sale, like, every two weeks or something. Yeah, it's also, like, 20 bucks ordinarily. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not going to break the bank. I did not touch the the Vita version at all, though. Yeah, me either. I'd be curious. I'd be curious. Mm. Super charming, though. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's our top five playable kings. 
Is there anyone we didn't talk about that uh, you guys wanted to jump on? I know. Yeah, I think we we, we yeah. had a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, Don King. That's true. That was King a good from one. King of Fighters. Uh, and from Tekken. Uh, yes. Uh, we never said. And I, 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 Final Fantasy 15. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. yeah well, although we, you're we a prince, about that. You, you're most a prince of most of that game, and then mm-hmm. I don't think you ever get crowned king until the very end. Hmm. Uh. Sounds like someone didn't get the good oh. ending. Oh, no. I mean, I played it when it came out, so I guess you had to wait three years before you could get the real good ending. <laughs> I don't know how my lie got turned around on me so fast. Uh, um, uh, a couple others. So, Reigns. We just mentioned there was a Game of Thrones version of Reigns mm-hmm. that came out, but that game you are playing a, a king, or there's the queen version Yeah, of and then the one on Switch is Kings and Queens. Yeah. Uh, Massive Chalice is one where you play an immortal ruler Mm -hmm. uh, that is, I think, turn-based tactic game. That's a double-fine joint. I think you have to manage your descendants or something, and it kind of felt like uh, one of the latter Dune books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy, My Life is a King. Mm. Right there in the title. Yeah. Um, Which I always get confused with. Uh, uh, King, King, King from Tekken. Did we yeah. say King? King from Tekken. And then also Smash Bros. You can play as three kings. Yeah. You, you got King Koopa. We, we were talking about, like, God, simpler times when, when uh, you called Bowser King Koopa. No mm-hmm. one calls him that That's anymore. True. And then there's King DDD. Yeah. And then there's, a, I think they just. King K. Rule. King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe Martha's a king. I haven't played enough old Fire Emblem games to know that. Yeah, yeah he could be. Yeah. It sounds about right. King Marth kind of rolls off the tongue. When will the prince usurp the king of all cosmos? And ah, someday, right. so, close. so close, soon. Yeah. Isn't that remake coming out in December? I'm very rerolled, or is that what it's yeah. called? Re-rolled? It's time for that drunken asshole to take a powder. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. We're going to take the crown from him. See? Yeah. All right. Well, that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1988. we got to get out of here with some music real fast. Um, music and look what's number one, Sarah. Rejoice. Yeah. Uh, Red Red Wine by UB40 is numero uno. How long has it been since people thought about UB40? And then, like, within two weeks, within a week of them having their 30th anniversary of having their first number one hit, all of a sudden we got to think about a fucking Supreme Court justice nominee throwing ice at a guy he thinks is their lead singer and starting a bar fight. I really do hate that song. Besmirched. Uh, I really hate this song. But I I said said on another show, I don't hold a lot of gender stereotypes, but... I think this song is terrible, and I've never met a woman who doesn't like it. And I hear it constantly wherever I am. It's so. I true. hate this song. <laughs> I don't know why I like it. It must have something to do with double X's. It's uh, it's probably because it's got one of the worst raps ever in the middle. Oh, it's red, red yeah. wine, you make me feel oh, so right. fine. <laughs> 
My name is UB40, and I'm here to say I like red wine in a major way. <laughs> they, they're British, okay? They're British. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And we're back for our final segment in which we will distract ourselves from the ongoing horrible catastrophe that is election night by leaping straight headlong without any delay into that topic that is known as... Deltarune is a game that came out the day after we recorded last week. It was the day we, uh, the day of that we recorded last week, actually. No, oh, no, 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 no. Right. It was, right. it was right. after. It came out, came out Halloween night, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, that's okay because even if you had played it right in time, uh, Toby Fox wanted you to wait 24 hour grace period before anyone yes. talked about it. Yes. You had to honor that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was such a shock that it's just like, Oh yeah, remember Undertale, one of the most successful games, primarily among Tumblr kids on the internet of the last several years. Here's a sequel to it, uh, completely free and with no announcement or lead up or marketing campaign or anything. It's just out. Yeah, on last week's show, we, the only tease, like the day before, he, he was just saying, hey, there's gonna be a thing, pay attention to the Undertale account on Halloween. No, we thought he was going to announce a Smash character. <laughs> that's well, that's true. That was one of the Smash. That was one of the rumors, yeah. but um, yeah, it, was, it just sort of came out of nowhere. And for the fact that it wasn't just, "Hey, I'm announcing I'm working on this thing," it was, "Go play this thing." That was super cool. Which, mm-hmm. which when you like step back a little bit, it makes a lot of sense for the way that that he's gone about things. So yeah, and I, I think I imagine he probably made a ton of money off of the first Undertale, and it probably bought him the leeway because he he was always a hobbyist. And it probably just bought him the moon, like, I can just be a hobbyist again. I can release the sequel for free uh, after just working on it by myself with some friends for a few it's, years. It's still like the first chapter of something bigger or yes. a beta test. And yeah. that's what scares me is it's taken him test. three years uh, where actually once he released it, he came out and said, I've come to the realization I can't do this alone. I need to start hiring people to finish this thing. Because uh, hmm. I think hmm. he's still making these things in like Game Maker just yeah. by himself. Yeah, yeah. he would, like Undertale's a solo project, right? Even under the music, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, the music. No, no, not really. He had some help. He he had artists who helped him, and yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm forgetting the musician's name. Mm. But it, it's only in the music, though. I think he might have done the. music. No, yeah, the music yeah. is his. But yeah. I think yeah, Michael's right about the the art. And speaking of music, the soundtrack to Delta Rune, the new part of the game, chapter one of this game or whatever, it's fucking great. It's great, and you can go listen to it. I think he linked. To, it's like. Bandcamp. You you can go listen to it right mm-hmm. now. I've never seen YouTube like cover musicians uh, work faster than on Delta Room, <laughs> and they're right yeah. too. Yeah, and it. Um, I don't. I don't want to talk too much about the plot, but it. I think the theory right now is that it seems to operate in like a an alternate universe. Yeah, I mean, people were speculating: is this a prequel or a sequel to Undertale? And I think Toby Fox himself came out and said, "Well." It's like a lot of the same characters, but it's like alternate dimension where it doesn't, mm-hmm. it does not relate to Undertale. Yeah. Um, but then we've seen some interesting theories on the internets that mm-hmm. somehow could insinuate that perhaps it is actually related to Undertale. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you play it to the end, you see like, okay, no, this this is definitely something from Undertale that I'm yeah. seeing right now. Um, and and then yeah, there are lots of uh, like. Azriel is mentioned as being away at college. Uh, you will meet, you know, Alphys is your uh, teacher in school. Uh, you'll see Undyne as a cop. 
Toriel's your mom. The yes. game start it opens with Toriel. Uh huh. And she she drives you to school and again holds your hand uh, for those early segments. But I think you know even though you're you're playing as just. Like, I, I love the opening where it's like, okay, design your character and you can pick from all these different heads. What are you going to name it? What's your uh, name? Pick your body, pick your legs. And then it's like, we're going to throw all that away now because you don't get to, you don't get to pick who you are in real life. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, even before that, when you go to accept the EULA, it's not a real EULA. The only legal language there, it's just in all caps. It says, you accept everything that will happen from now on. <laughs> yeah. And you have to accept it to play the game. You're like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think uh, the first one kind of played out like the monster encounters felt like uh, Dragon Quest, maybe. It, like, first person with you just looking at portraits of the monsters, and then you have to play through these little bullet uh, hell sequences where you, you try to keep your heart from hitting their bullets. And this one is a little more Final Fantasy-ish in that, like, you see your characters on screen, they're lined up against the enemy, they, they will rush forward to attack. Reason being is this this has parties. Yes. Whereas the first one, you were always by yourself. So mm-hmm. in many ways, this, uh, if you've played Undertale, it, it does feel like the logical evolution of the series. So it, mm-hmm. it just builds on a lot of what Undertale did, such as introducing a party system where actually, I mean, if you play Undertale, you know, like one of the things is like, they kind of encourage you, like, you shouldn't just kill every enemy. Like, there, there's always a passive yeah. way to, to beat most encounters. And this time there's a character specifically telling you, don't kill anybody. There is. But then yeah. there's also a third character that all they do, they're like, it's like in RPGs when you get Berserker cast on you where all you can do is attack. And so it's kind of like a little mini puzzle. You have to figure mm. out how to try to take yeah. out enemies to get rid of them off the screen so that that third character won't kill them. Yeah, you can warn them uh, yes. that an, an attack is coming and then the, the attack won't do any damage. But I think that that third character, Susie, uh, you could say like, okay, you're playing as this character named Chris, who's a lot like Frisk from the first game. Hello. Uh, um, oh. But... Really, the the main character, I think the hero of this story, is Susie. She's the one that develops as a character. She's the one that has all the good lines. Mm-hmm. And and her, her character arc is, is pretty fascinating to watch. It's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it does that Undertale thing where it, like, it brings you closer to the quote-unquote villains and humanizes everybody. The combo of Susie and Lancer, like, they are quite the duo. It's, uh, it, it is... It definitely harkens back to like Sans and his brother from mm-hmm. Undertale. Oh. Yeah, there's nice. a, there's a little bit of that vibe. Yeah, and there's there's some great char- new characters that are introduced throughout. Uh, Rules card is one of my favorites. This oh, again, yes. a very very heavy papyrus vibe with like just oh you'll never defeat my diabolical puzzle, and it's just like a block next to a switch, and you just push <laughs> the block onto the switch. God. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's, uh, yeah. He he kind of gave me a little bit of papyrus, a little bit of the game, sh- the robot game show host uh, vibe from it. Mm, yeah, a little, little bit metaton. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, and it's it's just a lot of fun. And uh, but somebody pointed out because I, I I went through you know I I played through Undertale as a pacifist and I played through this as a pacifist. And uh, I was planning to go back and say, okay, how is it different? If you uh, play through fighting and I just found someone's YouTube video complaining, you cannot do a genocide route on this because and and as Susie tells you at the beginning of the game, your choices don't matter because if you decide to fight everything, they just run away and some of the dialogue changes uh, and you don't get to say 
you know, certain certain things at the end will be a little bit different, but overall, the the story will progress in more or less the same way. Yeah, and, and that's not necessarily an indication that that will be the case when the final game comes out. I mean, this is just yeah. meant to be sort of a demo. Yeah, that's the thing is we we don't really know is this a demo? Is it uh, is it going to be episodic? Is this like the uh, the ground zeros to a bigger thing? All we do know is that it's free. Yeah, and you should go download and play it right now. On Absolutely, PC. play. You know. Take about two to three hours to play That sounds through. perfect. But here's yeah. a game you should not play that we missed. It, oh. it had quite a quiet launch last week. Oh, yes, it did. The Quiet Man uh, came out with, like, <laughs> no fanfare whatsoever. What was that supposed to be? That was the game that I was telling you guys. I played at PAX, and it was one of those where I'd heard, like, okay, this is a game designed so that you're going to have several playthroughs. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going for, like, a near Automata thing where, mm. it, you know, there's layers and you learn more. Yeah, apparently that's not the case, because everyone who's played it, they're like, no, it's just as awful every time you play through it. It's bad. It's supposed to be really bad, uh, where, I mean, the game's only $15, uh, but it's basically like Square's FMV brawler game where the brawling engine is kind of broken. Like, it's meant to be the Yakuza engine, but it's like a broken version of that. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. It's one of those games, I feel like if you got drunk enough... I'm listening. It's mm-hmm. so bad. It's kind of could be good. I, I wanted. I've heard so much about it, and I have such a like a just a vague picture what this game is that I feel like it's just now to the point of intrigue that I just need to fi- see what this thing is myself. You need to see because you're not going to hear what it is because it's the game where you're deaf. Yeah, I, I I feel the opposite. I feel like, dude, Square Enix signed on for this game. Something was supposed to happen its budget got cut it got released in its current form and we didn't get to see what it was supposed to be that's my conspiracy theory mm-hmm. why would square enix sign on for an, an un, this is not an in-house developer right no this is a third-party developer right so like this was supposed to be something else something weirder and they got cold feet and just dumped it on the marketplace uh i want to know what this was supposed to be and why they put their name on it uh, I, yes, that, that'll be the conspiracy conspiracy theory. I'll die. I'll go to my deathbed wondering about. Uh, well, I, d- I did read something by a deaf gamer uh, talking about it, and they were not pleased at all. They they said like it kind of reinforces a lot of bad stereotypes, and uh, they were I think personally insulted that like oh if you play through it once your uh, your reward is to play through it again with sound, and you can actually hear the things that you were missing, which from the perspective of a deaf person is like, what the fuck? It's not a great I message. want you to know how much I'm trying, uh, how much I am going to restrain myself to not do an impression of a YouTuber called Deaf Gamer asking people to like, comment, and subscribe. Ugh. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, please I don't. want to, though. I was it's trying to remember instinct. who you mentioned the dev was. It's Human Head. Uh, and really? Oh, yeah. The, fucking, it's the Prey, prey people. people. The, well, Prey 2, the yeah. canceled Prey 2, and then the formerly Raven Software people. And oh, so wow. the studio had some pedigree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I suspect Chris, your theory is, is spot on. This was supposed to be something bigger, and probably it would it probably was just a budget thing where they're like, hey, we're gonna need millions more dollars to finish this thing and make it what it's going to be. And Square probably ran the numbers and they're like, you know what? Don't bother. Let's just get it out the door. Uh, and you can tell they didn't put a ton of marketing muscle behind this thing in terms of spending because, like I said, it had. Almost a silent launch. Like it was just no one was talking. It about got this. sent to me like my fucking GBA or uh, Game Boy Color Mario Kart Golf winning uh, Wendy's gift piece 
Eight months after I sent it in, it just showed up at my door and no one told me anything. <laughs> yeah. So so that That's came ridiculous. out last week. Like I said, maybe maybe get a little inebriated and, and try it out. It could be for $15. Man, that doesn't work for games, man. You can't eh, get drunk and enjoy shitty games. No, but I've played this, this the fighting engine in this game. It's fine. doesn't matter if you're drunk or not. It's going to control the same. Just trust me on this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we also missed last week uh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Uh which is the drum games. So there's yeah. Drum and Fun on Switch and Drum Session on PS4, um, which the only reason I put here is like, I want there to be more drum games. I love drumming in games. I love like Donkey Konga. Uh, I loved when uh, Rock Band introduced drums. And so mm-hmm. there needs to be more drum games. So I'm guessing that it doesn't come with a drum peripheral, but you will waggle the uh, the Joy-Cons like they're drumsticks in the air. Like Probably, you're hitting yes. a giant drum. Yeah, yeah. Feel like, what was the what was the the drumming game that was just basically like a Kleenex box that you tapped your fingers on? Do you oh, remember yeah. what I'm talking? Oh, about? Yeah, that, that was, was for the Wii. Sega. Yeah, the Sega game. Yes. Oh man. All right. Well, let's just <laughs> let's just chew on that for the next day and a half. Yeah. I call it Proto Labo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, Matthew. You got you got speaking of out. another game where you just waggle your Joy Cons around. A uh, Carnival Games came to Nintendo Switch. So <laughs> because of course it did. Yeah. Of course. Right. Uh, Carnival Games was. One of the biggest sellers on the Wii, mm-hmm. and so it's no surprise they're trying to recapture some of that with uh, with the Switch. So, more power to them. You know, you're an imaginative, imaginative developer when you're taking a brand new piece of hardware and reconstructing ways to throw darts at balloons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember doing a demo of the VR version of that game, and I'm like, of course, this is coming to VR. And of course, what did I do? I threw darts at balloons, and I went through a funhouse shooting things in VR because that's what. You Does do. it come with Nightmare Derby Man? <laughs> I'm going to slowly reach up to you from the cover of this game. See me in your nightmares, kids. <laughs> Maybe you would play this game better without eyelids. <laughs> Was that my joke or yours? I stole yeah, from somebody. I, I remember no making. I, I ripped those things to shreds in the bad box art features at Games Radar. No. So, that was yeah. forever ago. That guy Another sucks. lifetime. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the he's the worst fucking uh, mascot of all time. It looks like like local access TV, like uh, a commercial for like a local car dealership where they paid for the CG, but not for the yeah. good CG. It oh. was like the CG from the nineties, like CG. Tim, Tim and Eric level CG. <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> but like 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 and also like bad Photoshop. If the Dunkin' Donuts spokesman spokesman from the seventies went on Weight Watchers, threw on a derby, <laughs> and, and pointed at stuffed animals, you can win fake stuffed animals if you only fill this full of water. <laughs> We've come so far in thirty years of game design yick yeah and yet he still looks like he's just gonna invite kids to watch a cartoon <laughs> you know this cartoon looks a lot better with your shirts off <laughs> oh god so, come down to my basement kid watch some public domain betty boop shorts why don't you <laughs> and i'll get into your betty boop shorts that got uh, dark really quickly oh i just no. wanted to talk about the carnival game <laughs> How how is Carnival Games in any context not creepy? I'm about to go to my state fair. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. See, I'm going probably going to win a Bon Jovi mirror that has visible lines of coke just done off of it. Like there's nothing. That's how you know it's carnivals. good. Yes. No. No. Fuck that. I'm a geek of many stripes, but I'm not a fucking carnival geek. Hmm. Uh, and then World of Final Fantasy uh, Maxima Edition is coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and X1. Why are they still making this game? I don't know. Has anyone here played the world of Final Fantasy? 
I, I oh, just, no, no, I'm, yeah. it looks awful. It's like this uh, weird I, chibi greatest hits Final Fantasy. That, yeah, I thought you know? I thought I played a little bit of it. It's like if they turned the presentation for theater rhythm into a dull game. Why bother? <laughs> I just thought it, it looked kind of Kingdom Heartsy. Like, okay, you're you're playing as these new characters, and you're collecting. Uh, Various like chibi Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, I don't know who the market was in this one yeah. because it's like it looks like it's aimed at kids because the chibi characters, but then it's referencing like twenty five year old games that those kids are not going to know about. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little ashamed of my lack of knowledge here, but I just remember it came out. It was not well reviewed, and that was the end of my paying attention to it. Yeah, um, Michael, you had a game here. Oh, I added Deracine, which is uh, it's a new PSVR game um, that I know was put out by Sony. I, I actually bought it, but I did not have time to play it before this. So, Boo! Boo. Bad journalism. Yep. I know, the worst journalism. <laughs> I also pre-ordered Tetris Effect, which is another PSVR oh, game I on here. Oh, I want to play that. And yeah. yeah, it was like, when it was first explained to me, I was like, why would you play Tetris in VR? Like, that's basically, like, after playing Tetris for a while, that's what happens when you close your eyelids, is Tetris in VR. But apparently, you know, it's... um. Mizuguchi. Uh, Mizuguchi, yeah. yeah. Res. Yeah. Yeah. And uh The Res and Child of Light fellow. Yeah. yeah. And I heard like, yeah, somebody played a demo at a show and was like crying afterward. Well oh, the like, the trailer came out and people were like feeling emotional about it. Uh and the there was a demo just a past weekend. I don't know if anyone got a chance to to check it out. I looked for it, but it's apparently gone. I didn't end up um yeah, it was just for that weekend, which is smart because I've been playing just the Puyo Puyo Tetris demo for uh months mm-hmm. and months and months. Mm-hmm. So it's good to keep that limited, but uh the like it's it's really fun. I didn't actually like bust out PSVR for it because I just played it for a few minutes, but like it uh it is hard to describe that aesthetic uh and how it works, how like it is at its basis like you know res plus tetris but man it's like super impactful the way that like the music layers on top and it's the you know the first stage is the music from that trailer like i've not committed this much thought into like diving back into tetris for a long time yeah and Um, we should we should clarify it doesn't require vr no you you can play this just as a standard game I just love the fact that it's named after the Tetris effect, which is like that real thing that we've all probably experienced yep. where you play so much Tetris that like that night you are dreaming about Tetris. Yes, or that's all you what I'm describing. Like salt. Yeah, you play yeah, enough yeah. Tetris and when you close your eyes, it's Tetris in it's VR. A, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a very good name, too. But like mm-hmm. the flow of the sort of campaign part of it is really clever in that what always frustrated me about playing Tetris by myself a little bit was just like just levels that just increasingly got like super brutal and like, you know, hey, maybe now there's some more lines here uh, that you have to clear. But there's just like an ebb and flow to the few stages that I played in the demo where you kind of they all have different themes and different songs. And then it just kind of like you're starting in a new screen and it just sort of washes over you and, and builds. There's just better pacing. And it's weird to talk about pacing for a Tetris game, mm-hmm. I feel like. But yeah. it it works with the different themes and music huh. and the vibe changes from level to level. And then like the effect, like the, the sort of zone where you... It's really interesting where, like, the game has, like, this sort of visual, like, you're sort of feeling visually surrounded, and then the music builds, so there's this layering effect, but then when you get into, like, use the zone sort of effect, and, like, you go in, and it just, the art style gets super simple, the music gets muffled, so you kind of feel like your vision is, like, narrowing onto the the pieces at hand, and time slows. Uh, It's... A trippy, trippy effect. I played it after watching Mandy, and it was a weird combo. Dude, 
Tim, high five, Mandy, fucking rule. A hundred percent, yes. Uh, but give yourself some space before you go on a weird ethereal trip in Tetris Effect after watching Mandy. Uh, Jesus, Tim, I wish I, I wish you were my dad. Let's be, let's let's be related. Yeah, um, yeah. You're adopt him, Tim. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's please. Happen. We could be uh, watching be, Mandy and playing Tetris Effect. I'm also uh, happy to so, to uh, announce the soft bundle of uh, Mandy plus Tetris Effect. <laughs> nice, nice. A, a discount right now. Does it come with the res body vibrating suit? It's the only way you can play it. Yeah. I, I, I went from, like, uh, interested to, like, I will buy this game immediately. Uh, I've heard it just described as cool Tetris. It's like, not even Tetris Effect. It's just, this is cool Tetris. <laughs> cool Tetris. Nice. All right. Well, I think it is time to segue into... BlizzCon. Yeah, BlizzCon. Let's talk about BlizzCon. Let's. Uh, what I'd like to do, I'll, I'll, there was a lot of things announced at BlizzCon. I'll just go through some of the minor announcements and then build to the biggies. How's that? All right. Uh, so first of all, there's a new Hearthstone expansion. No surprises there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, they did Call of Duty Poker is here to stay. <laughs> they did announce like some player numbers of that game. It's something like 100 million or something. Jesus. Played Hearthstone. Yeah, it's, it's out there. Uh, there is a new... Hey, you guys excited for the new Heroes of the Storm character, huh? Huh? Yeah. Who, who we got? No. I, it's an, it's an original character, oh. not even from a Blizzard, another Blizzard game. Yeah. These are, these are our prereqs for doing a video game podcast. We have to listen <laughs> to these announcements. <laughs> Here's one that, um, I don't know. This, this is a, a kind of a fun little tie in. Uh, so Lucy O, the character mm-hmm. from Overwatch, now sure. has Lucy Dash O's. Lucio O's. Yeah, Lucio yeah. O's. Uh, not as good as Bootios. No. From the New Day in WWE, but, but Lucio O's. I mean, they actually <laughs> sold those, right? They do. They, they, they did, did, but do I, they I don't think like Lucio's, <laughs> Lucio's isn't going to be a $20 cereal. Mm. Yeah, they, they sold them, but millennials just bought them all because they tasted like ass. So. Right, yeah. That's, what, that's all millennials eat, from, from what <laughs> I understand. That's all they can afford yeah. to eat is ass. $20 boxes of ass. Yeah. Send in five avocados. box tops and we'll close one Applebee's. Put an avocado on it. <laughs> um, I was just trying to eat my avocado ass this morning. And <laughs> yeah, but if you don't if you don't like your bootios, now you can buy your Lucio's. World of Warcraft Classic is coming next summer. And they finally detailed, like, the way you can play it, it's just included with your paid subscription to WoW. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you kind of get that for free. Wow, uh, that's how long that game has been around. It's bonkers. <laughs> I love that I love that they're, like, putting value in something that, like, yeah, that game is yeah. 15 years old. And they're like, hey, you're going to get to play this 15-year-old yeah. thing. Here's the remaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's included with your subscription. Yep, yep. Uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which is the 4K remaster of Warcraft 3, is coming hmm. out. A shameless plug to a former life, but I, I learned about this through the Game Informer cover. They, oh, they, they got really? a deep dive onto Damn. this and a bunch of the nice. other Blizzard news. Dang. But as someone who like I I loved uh like Warcraft One Two story, what was there? Yeah. And then like three just like blew like the whole Arthas mm-hmm. plot line and stuff. Yeah. Like it's three is really what World of Warcraft builds yeah, on. Wow is worldwide. based off of the events of, yeah. of two and three, pretty much. So I, I, I don't know. It's a smart yeah. remaster. I know Cat Bailey from US Gamer was super, super stoked because she calls this like the Maybe. best strategy game of all time. So it's definitely of its time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I think it's great. Um, but don't get your hopes up because uh, a lot of people said, oh, this means they're probably working on Warcraft Four. Uh, they specifically came out later and said, no, we have 
currently have quote unquote no plans for Warcraft Four, which is like, come on, eventually Blizzard will do Warcraft Four. Uh, uh, do you know how long ago Warcraft Three was? That's true. Uh, yeah, like the, what is it? Like every eight years, they have abandoned regular Warcraft. That's true, I and mean, they're too busy releasing like the sixth iteration of Diablo Three. Well, I think also like. You know, we know that a lot of these remasters kind of they they serve as like a test testing thing the for water. like yeah, yeah we're, we're testing yeah. the water to see if this sells and if it sells really well then maybe they'll put out you know Warcraft four yeah now, so speaking of things that sell very well uh, Overwatch has a new character coming uh, hmm. her name is Ash she is Hell, a badass yeah. gangster cowgirl. That's kind of like female McCree. Yeah, she's yep. she's like girl McCree with a little bit of a goth edge in there. Oh, okay. But people like Dark Ash. Watch McCree. Yeah. People like Ash. <laughs> Thank you. But they fucking love Ash's ultimate Bob. Bob, the like butler robot with a robot mustache and tiny hat, mm-hmm. tiny derby hat. It's <laughs> awesome. Made that. Uh, so yeah, Ash was featured in the CG trailer that featured Bob. It also featured a, a robot Echo that was kind of um, McCree's companion. So there's some story stuff there. You might picture a world where maybe Echo, maybe Bob could be future playable characters yeah. in Overwatch. I was surprised. I watched that little, um, like the CG sort of short uh, for the reveal, and I was surprised by how... I shouldn't be surprised uh, as someone who got deeply into the Warcraft lore, but like before World of Warcraft. But man, there's a lot going on in that story. Have you have you followed any of it? No. All right. I have not. Not Some really. Enough, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. All right. It feels like... I, th- I think a while ago I drew a parallel. Like the closest I can come is that Overwatch the game is like the action figures that came out of Overwatch the series, which are the shorts. And it's like instead of playing with toys, you're playing with these video game yeah. characters who have these special abilities. That's a super appropriate analogy, actually. Hmm. Uh, it's like I, I think there's a little bit of a scrap of lore on the back of this packaging, but yeah, the cardboard yeah, yeah. kind of got torn up. What was May- this character? Maybe about? they'll make a full cartoon series yeah. soon. But- <laughs> well, I mean, if the origin of the game is to be believed that it was the it came out of the ashes of Titan, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe there was a lot of story yeah. stuff written there. But I think that's always been one of my problems with Overwatch is like it always hints toward this larger story that we've just never been able to experience. You know. In full. Like, it's yeah. everything's come through these shorts. Well, and you think about it, Team Fortress 2 did exactly the same thing, where, like, there's no character, there's there's no real story in the game, but, like, those shorts were amazing. Hint, yeah. Most Absolutely. great games do just that. Mm. What would what would make Overwatch better about the story? I met Winston's parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the reason it feels missing to me is there's no single-player campaign of Overwatch. And so yeah, that's, that's true. You would get that story if you had a, had a campaign. But what it feels to me like they're building up toward, like everyone talks about Overwatch is, is playable Pixar, basically, right? Uh, but it does feel like they're building up toward there's going to be some kind of movie tie-in, some kind of TV show tie-in or something. Because Overwatch is huge with little kids. You right. Know? And, and like I know there's like seven and eight-year-olds that play Overwatch. And so... Yeah, I could easily see this becoming some sort of TV series or something like that. I would check it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> I said I would build to the biggest news of all. Mm. Guys, there's going to be a new Diablo game. Yep. Just happens to be a mobile game called yep. Diablo Immortal. Mm-hmm. Which... Burn down the internet! <laughs> Jesus How Christ. dare you! Uh. Which we as rational human beings... Yeah. We hear and we go, ah, cool, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Eh, we know why. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's not a lot of people online that are maybe no. that rational about it. No. My my take is like I can understand the rage to a point where like okay, if you if this is teased as a big announcement, you're at BlizzCon, you paid for a ticket, maybe you're disappointed that this is the big headliner. But 
if you think for a second that that means they're not going to make a Diablo 4, like, come on. Which they've already confirmed yeah, they're working yeah, on Diablo 4. They're just 4. not ready to show it. No, yet. they confirmed afterwards that they were working on it hmm. to in the fallout it's, of this. It's like saying, oh, what if Rockstar's not working on another GTA? Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? It comes across a little bit like you don't like the... I, I let you open a present on Christmas Eve, uh-huh. and now you... And it sucks. And it sucks, and like <laughs> now I kind of like... You don't even know what's coming down the pipe. Uh, but I, the other part of it that's kind of blows my mind a little bit is I, I know that like I've trusted Blizzard for so long mm-hmm. in so many moves, and like they rarely have ever let anyone down. I feel, personally, yeah. as a fan, I've never been like truly deeply let down by Blizzard. I think they're an amazing company that make great games, and mm-hmm. like if I was going to I just feel like I would trust this experience. And, yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's I, just... I heard positive things from the people who played it there. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's probably fine. Well, I, I think I think that's, that's why it runs the risk is because it's Diablo. Mm-hmm. And Diablo has spun off a genre of Diablo clones, which we all know exist, but they're not Diablo. Mm-hmm. We know we can play Diablo on the phone. And so, so to me, do you know how much a BlizzCon ticket costs? How much? I don't... It's a couple hundred oh, dollars, I think, for okay. the whole week. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It's it's a lot more than it, it costs to go to most conventions. And Blizzard teased them with something and then told them, like, and and guess mm-hmm. what? For the first time in 10 years, we're telling you the the Diablo brand is still alive, but we've made something that's not for you. That's how the community read it, and I understand why they did. It's a tough – I mean, I, it, it kind of gave me flashbacks to when Diablo 3's art style kind of – what solidified as the art style – didn't resonate really yeah. with that that fan base, and then look at what happened. Like yeah. over time, oh, yeah, I remember that. I Diablo three forgotten about that controversy. There was some Me rough too. patches with that How series. How dare they make it colorful? Yeah. We file that under Wind Waker. Jesus, <laughs> I have read some some analysis that one fair point I will accept is that yeah, perhaps they weren't great at reading that particular room at BlizzCon. Like Diablo Immortal, the the mobile game. It's fine if it happens. But BlizzCon maybe isn't the place that you do that announcement in front of that yeah. crowd because yeah. when you when you read about this game, it's co-developed by Netties, uh, which is the the that's been their partner in China forever for you know a lot of their games. And so this, you know, when you look at the business of it, this is Blizzard's play of making a shit ton of money in China because China is huge for mobile games, mobile game market. Also, probably um, in the U.S. Let's be real. Oh, it, they will, but I mean, the money in China, it's it's huge it's enormous compared to even what we can approach uh, from mobile games in the u.s so for me it's like yeah from a business point of view it makes perfect sense maybe this can, would have been the kind of announcement that's good to make like on you know this is a fan event that fans paid to yeah see. <laughs> this is a fan event and yeah. we all know like a lot of like hardcore like gamers they're not huge into mobile games and and to be honest like i have tons of questions like how's it going to control yeah. because you know, the games on mobile, like that fake little thumbstick and stuff that never feels good. It always feels well, off. Well, you also think that Diablo used to be just a tap, like a, a, yeah. a click to move yeah. type game. Yeah. So it's like, will it be more in line with that? But still, you think about how many abilities there are as of like Diablo 3 and like that that Switch controller is like of the most recent version is like really straining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I remember, what was it? Uh, I think Tyler Nagata's old uh, preview of Diablo 3 when it was first revealed. And it was just the word click like a thousand times. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the game that's known to like wear out mouses. Yeah. Or mice. Mouse. But also, just to, just to clarify, uh, following Mises, up your Mises. Christmas present analogy from earlier, I did say socks. 
not sucks. Oh, okay. It's it's gotcha. socks. I mean, I as a you know, I appreciate the socks now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're grown up now. Yeah, I, I just feel that any, I'm not prematurely bashing on it or shitting on yeah, it. I go, I go just, through socks yeah. way faster than I go through games. Now. As, like totally randomly was talking about this earlier today about like the Christmas socks and how uh, and then the the topic turned to like the statistic on how infrequently men buy new pairs of underwear and uh, <laughs> it's just look it up i guess yeah i have i have some pairs of underwear that can drive yeah, <laughs> yeah. i worked with someone once who that's said true, uh, but, she know. had underwear that was older than i was <laughs> and now i know what that's like it's like oh shit i wore this back in college that was 20 years I ago i definitely have t-shirts that go back pretty far and i'm yeah. like uh. i don't know what you're talking about he says with his sega dreamcast 9999 <laughs> so yeah uh the thing about the immortal announcement though Gamers took it so poorly that mm. it crashed Blizzard's stock or Activision wow. Blizzard's stock. It, it's Whoa. down seven points. After Good that time to hit. buy Blizzard stock. Sounds mm-hmm. like. Well, I mean, it's you know seven percentage points, so it's not like the end of the world. Like mm-hmm. it, you know, but the fact that this reaction, which most most business people would say, hey, that's going to be good. They're going to make a ton of money, you know, because reasons we talked about, yes. like ton of a ton of money in China and and the U.S. and mobile market. But the business world is even like, hey, that wasn't. A smart way to do that announcement, Blizzard or Activision Blizzard. And so, isn't the rumor that they were going to announce four, like, and they just, they pulled out at the last minute? I think Jason Trier had a story about that where he was trying to find out. Like, it sounded like yeah, they're ready to do a four announcement, and decided, you know what, not yet. We want to wait till there's more to show because you know Blizzard. That's what they're always really good at is like they pick their spots and then like, hey, mm-hmm, we're gonna yeah. wait until the game is perfect before releasing it. We're gonna wait until we have enough to show people, so we're not just showing them like a logo or something like that. So right, and and, and so it in the defense of the angry fans, I'll just say uh, there's nothing wrong with a Diablo mobile game, but all the fans out there knew there could be a Diablo mobile game. In fact, if they like Diablo on mobile, they probably have 400,000 options right now. Yeah. Uh, they paid hundreds of dollars to get in here, and, and and Blizzard has announced 11 other Diablos, and they did not do it at BlizzCon. They did not announce the Switch version at BlizzCon. They did not announce the PS4 version at BlizzCon. BlizzCon is for something special, usually, for the fans, and I, I understand why they're upset. But hey, enjoy your train. Um, speaking of angry what? fan, Train was the band that played at, uh, at BlizzCon this year. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Train? Yes. Ugh. San hey, Francisco are drops of Jupiter train. people? Yes. Are, are they really? Yes. Oh, I'd rather be dead. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> like, I would... Yeah, maybe we should have known something about them reading the room when that was the announced band. They went from mm. Aussie to Train. Oh, Oof. man. Uh, so, uh, hey, well, crazy it's the crazy train. To, train. Uh, oh. Yeah. Ozzy was riding. <laughs> Here we are. Became a band. Speaking of angry fans, uh, there was a Smash Direct uh, last week, shortly after we recorded, uh, and they had a couple of announcements. So uh, they finalized all of the playable characters that will be on disc when the game releases, or on, I guess, card, I mm-hmm. should say, for, for the Switch. So Ken is going to be an Echo Fighter version of Ryu. Uh, his Most of his moves are the same. He's a little bit faster. He's got a Street Fighter Turbo look, uh, and then he has a little bit of a different shaped Hadouken. Uh, his, his little, little hands come out with it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's sure you hmm. can start focus on fire a little bit, right? Uh, and then Incineroar is the other character, and that is the final evolution of the Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, starter Litten. So, yeah. yo, dude, I am not a Pokemon fan in any way, 
that's the coolest Smash character I've ever seen. Incineroar is awesome. That the the wrestling moves. I mean, it's just like the most wrestling ass. That like Smash when he, character. he he successfully executes a move, he taunts and uh, celebrates and lets you make him stop. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it looks like that's his fighting so style is a combo of like wrestling moves with hard hitting punches. So. Yeah, right. Seems like one of like the most different Smash characters in right. I guess in a in while. The, that's Tim. That was what I thought of when, when they announced it. Like. I don't know what they thought Waluigi's fight style would be, but it probably wouldn't be this. Right. And that that's a that's a unique character that immediately justifies its existence uh, amongst 73 fighters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they they did announce the first DLC fighter which is going to be free. Uh, and that is Piranha Plant from the Mario. Yeah. For real? I thought that was a joke. Yeah. I know that's I, real. I loved this no. announcement from just the the merit of just like we're just gonna do our own thing. Like, I, did you want to play Piranha Plant or not? I don't. I don't. We don't care. Here, here it is. And, and guess what? Now you're kind of low key interested in this. Uh, yeah. Isn't that what they always do though? They kind of like it's like the game Duck Hunt. That isn't that always Sakurai's deal, where he's just kind of like, yeah, you guys are making me make another one of these fucking things. Fuck you. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you play Piranha Plant. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that the fact that Piranha Plant has this, like little feetsies kind of weirds <laughs> me out. But it looks like Audrey too from, kinda, from Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, and, and that's what that's what excites me. If if that character made them excited to make it, yeah. they're gonna make it cool. It'll be really fun. They yeah. probably had a good idea. And and and. Does it spit fireballs or not? That was one thing that hmm. I didn't, I didn't, didn't catch show on the repertoire, fireballs. which is like, I think a prop plan, I'm like, the thing's going to spit some fireballs somewhere, but... We're hey. going to have to wait until February 2019, because oh, that's when he's that He's got mad re- okay. reach and, and low mobility, but um, it's the dumbest fighter I've ever seen in my life, and if you know me when I play fighting games, he will become my main. <laughs> I mean, this is the series that brought you Game & Watch as a playable character, yeah. so... I, I hope it just makes kissy noises and grosses the other players out. <laughs> it's from the fighting series that, that refuses to let you forget about Ice Climbers, the worst thing Nintendo has ever made. Yeah. They also announced that there's a new mode coming to the game called Spirit Mode, which looks to me like it's just kind of like a way to modify matches. Like you're going to uh, equip these spirits that will like change the way your attacks work and, and kind of change the I rules know. and settings. I just yeah. I expected subspace, subspace emissary. I'm drunk. No, what what we got instead mm. was World of Light, mm. which again, this is Sakurai saying fuck you to the fans. They showed a cinematic where every character dies. Yep, except. Kirby, Kirby, which Sakurai our, our child. on, apparently. Ah. Yeah, which to me makes perfect sense because Kirby is a fucking Babby game character, and Smash is the brawler for Babbies. That, that, Don't at me. I gotta say that that CG like scene was incredibly it's well amazing. done. Like the the amount of like just sort of like it, it bounced between like oh this one that one actually kind of hit me, uh, and then it's like Captain Falcon like leaping in. <laughs> Into his car, and just getting whoosh, whoosh, just, just, fuck, just I, fuck you, Captain Falcon. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I was emotional watching Link be taken yep. over after fighting off the beam. Yeah, and yeah. then they cut to like the Wii Fit trainer and the villager <laughs> punching in the yeah. air and just getting the, murdered. The, the one I like, saw everyone hilarious. talking about was uh, Sonic reaching out trying to save oh. Pikachu before they're both annihilated. That was a cute connection. But then you have like the Inklings like just being like, "Oh, gee, I guess we should splat some ink," and then boom. Yeah, well, they go like they hide in their ink. And it's they like do. The entire planet is incinerated. Right. That ink is not saving. Then you me. hear that sound of them dying. I, I love. Didn't you share like a gif where it was like Cranky Kong like, arriving home and he's just? Like, oh, I, I found I found a Twitter account <laughs> called Unusual Videos, which I just went deep on. It's so good. 
Jesus, un- unusual videos. <laughs> but yeah, one's just like Cranky Kong from like the Donkey Kong Country animated uh, series just being like, ah, they don't know what's going on. I wrote the book on just blam, just like taken out <laughs> by just a pillar of, of yellow light. Uh, and, nice. then they, and then they set up what that mode is, and it's just like just the negative versions of all of like, they lean into like, hey, Smash, they're not the characters, they're toys yeah. in a world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, it's a it, board game, it looks like. It, yeah. it looks like Mario Party a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then they they decided to put lyrics to the Smash Bros. song, which got That's pretty, awesome. pretty pretty epic sounding. But I don't know. I, I I'm like inv- I feel like invested and interested in a single player Smash experience, which is like I feel like I really like this last Smash game, but I didn't get into it as much, and I think this is maybe one of the missing elements. And the customization element, I've been trying to figure out what game it reminds me of where you take things you like and slot them in and kind of customize things in a way that that helps feel like there's progression but it's not maybe the biggest deal breaker mm-hmm. but yeah i'm interested and it seems bonkers and i loved i liked subspace emissary for what it was i don't know just stuff where it's like hey you're like fighting guts man now but it's just a big mega man who can only grab you yeah. and all these little custom things and uh seeing master miller next to a blooper and oh nice I don't know so are you invested enough for that like ultimate edition they're releasing that has the pro controller with it and everything I'm probably man I I could probably use another pro no. controller oh shoot hmm. <laughs> well, I have a think pro about this. never have too many pro controllers yeah. it's it's like a, it's uh, if you have bucks. Mario Party because they'll all be useless <laughs> I, I'm totally hook line and sinker for all of the basically everything Nintendo's doing right now but like yeah. the the sort of uh, mixture of like just more opportunities to play series like Spl- like Splatoon 2 was or uh you know the new Super Mario Brothers like U Deluxe that's coming out just more opportunities to engage with these games that are great games on a platform I just feel more invested in uh and Smash is one of those oh oh no I uh, there's you'd be an idiot not to buy Smash Ultimate yeah we could debate all day whether, like, were people disappointed with the announcement of the 74th character? <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd be an idiot not to buy this the, game. Well, I just love that the, the trailers for this have been pulling no punches. Like, first they fucking rip Luigi's soul out of his body Murder with the Luigi. Castlevania reveal. So the cast- yes. Yeah. And now this. Yes. Yeah, but uh, I, I love it. I, I, I love the idea of the piranha plant as a fighter, and I love how much it bothered people. <laughs> <laughs> because all of those assholes were like, I wanted Shadow. You're dumb. Like, <laughs> you don't deserve to pick fighters. <laughs> and I'm glad you don't work yeah. at Smash. Yeah, I, that's, I have that's to agree That's a dumb idea. <laughs> uh, I wanted Banjo. Like, I would like to see those universes combined, but there's nothing good that character could do. Well, also That's trying to unpack true. what would have to happen for Banjo to make it in is a, yeah. there's a long road there. You need to get Microsoft yeah. on board yeah. now. I mean, they're already working together on the whole cross-platform yeah, stuff. Yeah, but the, the, those rumors were so fucking outlandish and ridiculous. Like, Gino's gonna be in there and so are the Rhythm Nation kids. I'm like, this sounds absurd. Mm. <laughs> and you can't actually be excited about that. Because I love Super Mario RPG as much as anybody else, but I'd never want to see any of those characters again in anything I, I mean i'm i'm on board for the uh the, the appearance of simon and richter that the castle yes. and belmonts and it makes me wonder like that plus requiem give me hope that konami has not given up on castlevania and i'm really crossing my fingers now after the success of the parent success of the castlevania netflix mm-hmm. series 
I would love to see like way forward or somebody just do a remastered version of Castlevania three with new sprites based on the character designs from the the animation. Done. Ooh. Like totally done. With yeah. Like add some backtracking in there so you can have Grant and Sypha and Alucard and on board. And if you totally. la- layer that on to what like Integrates did with uh, Curse of the Moon with Bloodstained, it's mm-hmm. just like I just feel like there's clearly hunger for that. And yes. I hope that all this amazing like can you believe that Castlevania fans have been served so well in all these indirect ways uh, mm-hmm. that it, it just, to me, I really hope it leads to some awesome new thing. Yeah, it's so weird, but I, I, I think I remember saying the same thing about the Wii's Castlevania Judgment. Mm. Oh, they respect the series! <laughs> well, there was that like really good Castlevania that came out as a WiiWare game. Rebirth? Yeah, Rebirth. It was like yeah. a remaster of Adventure. Love it was Rebirth. that was really good. It had yeah. this amazing cover or, or uh, version of Reincarnated Soul from Bloodlines in it. It has awesome soundtrack. Yeah, and now it, it it's just gone. Like I, I it got it got killed by a yeah. yellow beam of light. I mean, what can I say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I I think I think for the most part, the more excited you get about Smash, even if you're like 20 years old, is when it recreates the experience of being a NES and an SNES player. Mm-hmm. And so, on that note, all I want now is Purple Batman and uh, Master Higgins. <laughs> Good luck with that. Master Higgins, I could see. And Blaster Master, friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want Blaster yeah. Master guy. Purple Batman fighting Purple Jason. How about that? I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mm. Where else are you going to fight in a game with Batman? That's impossible. <laughs> I mean, if you want that, Mugen exists. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you can have Banjo fighting. The car from Daytona series, you know. Yeah, and there's a triple A uh, Mugen Batman fighting game on PS Plus. Or, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. What else you got? Oh, I, I did see. I did see. Um, just now they found files on the PS4 that PUBG is coming to PS4. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, well, they they the, there were pictures on the PlayStation server. That kind of yeah, people had had found out about those, and then pretty much it's all but announced at this point, um, because the uh, the company that creates PUBG also did like a ratings filing for PS4, mm. and so uh, all theories are currently pointing to that PUBG is com- coming to PS4 in December, which would make sense because that marks the one year anniversary of when it came to Xbox, and so most likely the Xbox exclusivity is out at that point. Yeah, but I got, I gotta say I keep trying to play Fortnite and Call of Duty Blackout. I like PUBG more. It doesn't have much to do with it being the original, but like sort of this. I like the idea of being a crusty fucker with bad frame rate in the middle hmm. of Russia. <laughs> I do like there are like flavors of battle royale that there's there's yeah. choices where like yeah some people prefer PUBG, some people like Fortnite more, some people yeah, yeah they like the new. Well, Call you of know Duty who style. loves Fortnite best is kids who grew up with Minecraft. <laughs> it, it just it's much slower than Fortnite, and you get to prepare more for this turmoil that is occurring all around you mm. uh whereas Fortnite, you just land and you got to start shooting and building and I've, I've never been able to get good at that i'm not shitting on Fortnite. i would just always like PUBG more and i like the idea of it coming to more people especially the idea of who knows maybe crossplay um whenever they allow that to happen yeah maybe well mm-hmm. what else we got uh, that's all the news that's fit to play okay well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is what? Segmenting our community, that's what. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was, what's a game that took a while to win you over, but once it did, you were obsessed? Tim, do you have any ready come, answers to come, that? Come back to me on this one. All right, we'll do. I, I, I gotta say, like, uh, Smash. 
for me. Because I, I played hmm. the first game with friends, mm-hmm. never give, gave a fuck about Melee or Brawl, and then something about the 3DS version, I actually wanted to get good. Really? Huh. Yeah. And the trophy stuff. Like, the idea of, like... Of unlocking these Nintendo, acknowledging all these things that have never been acknowledged before, and yay, I have fucking King uh, King Hippo something and something. Uh, this feels really good. Okay, I think I got it. Uh, okay. It's Guitar Hero. Like I, really? ju- I judged mm. Guitar Hero so thoroughly. I was just fully the snarky mm. like. Hey, I'm like a freshman in college, and like I know how to play like some guitar, okay? And like I don't need this Fisher Price thing. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold, is this Bark at the Moon? What's happening here? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, and then just like uh, two weekends later, like fully mastered expert mode, like early signs of carpal tunnel syndrome. Oh, like damn. all right, fully fully invested. So that would be that would be me. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'll add Persona Five to that because oh, that nice. that. Would have been a good candidate for last week's show. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to get going. And then it periodically yanks control away from no, you. It's like, no, it's exam week. No, time to go it to bed. Has you the, must go to bed. Mm-hmm. It at least has the abilities thing where you play like the game further than most people will ever get That's in true. the beginning. Yeah. Near, close to the end, in fact. Spoilers. But uh, first responder on VigiGameApocalypse.com was, Hey, buddy, you got to slow down your car and let me in. Who says, spoiler alert. Undertale. I played it on my Vita after hearing so much hype about it from people and this podcast, so I bought it. I played it and beat it. Pacifist route. I thought, hmm, well that was good, but it wasn't great. Then I went to Video Games Live and they played the Megalovania song, Sansa's theme, and if you've never been to VGL, they have a projector that has footage of the game. In the footage, it showed a fight with Sans, and I thought, hold on, I never fought Sans. And I have never heard this song. So I looked up online how to do it. Then I was really into it, almost obsessive about it. Then I beat it again with different scenarios, and again and again. I plan to play it again on PS4 just for the lol. Try to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how, how long does this game take to play? Because I've started like five times. Seven? Seven it's nine. a seven or eight hour playthrough. Yeah, I've, I've done it in like five or six. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's also... I, I played through it and did a playthrough on a computer that I no longer have, mm-hmm. and the way it does the save files is not cloud save, so you actually uh. need to play through again. Well, I will say, I played through it once, about six hours. I think the second playthrough was, like, closer to two hours, because once you know what's going to happen, you'll be just, like, skip through dialogue that I've already read, um, and, you know, it's it's just a lot easier well, to some of it, though, the faster. dialogue changes a lot, from play, depending on how you're That's doing it. That's true. That's true. So, My Little Ponfar says... Xenoblade X on Wii U. For an absolute age, that game kept throwing tutorial boxes at me, but thankfully the world was so much fun to run, jump, and leap around, I could forgive it. Then, after around 30 or so hours, I finally got my big transformer. As soon as I unlocked my scale, the game truly opened up and became incredible fun. The giant creatures that originally just looked like they were part of the scenery suddenly became foes that you could take on, and the map became a joy to fly around. That game reminded me a lot of watching Breaking Bad, in that you have to make it through the first season and a half before things went from entertaining to awesome. What? The the first season is four episodes, and they're all really good. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, did you see that thing Rockstar released this week? They just, like, tweeted out, like, here's a guide to play the game, and, like, these are basic controls you never tell us, you never told us what to do. What are you talking about? Holy, did you, did you see that? No. Oh my God. It was like, it was, it was infuriating. 
infuriating. Mm. Like just those, yeah, those are like basic things you would see to do. That thing pops up a tutorial window. I've been playing it for twenty hours every five seconds, and it didn't tell me any of that. Dang. Any of that. Uh, anyway, chick chicky patty. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little and say the Monster Hunter series. I agree. Uh, I guess the first Monster Hunter game I ever touched was 3 Ultimate. I played that game for about 8 hours, and I could see what the appeal was, but I just couldn't get over how the camera controlled on the 3DS. Come on, man, tap the R button. Uh, I ultimately had to stop playing because of that reason. I tried to give it another shot when 4 Ultimate came out on 3DS, but yielded the same results. Fast forward to earlier this year when the Monster Hunter World demo came out on home consoles, I played that uh, with some friends online and immediately was like, oh, now I get why this game is so popular. The rush and sense of accomplishment that you get uh, when you take down a difficult monster is something I haven't felt in a video game in a long time. Uh, I started playing Monster Hunter World uh, the day it was released and sunk about 300 plus hours into it. I know I've heard uh, it from other people before. Yeah, don't mention me, jerk. Uh, but Monster Hunter World is the best gateway to getting into the Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter series. Anyway, fast forward a few months later, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate gets released on Switch, and here I am slowly, slowly grinding away at it. Uh, I'm looking up the different monsters online and becoming fascinated with the designs and abilities. Uh, I see all the different weapons and armors that I can craft, and I get excited to play all over again. And that's how I know I've become obsessed. Uh, that only a few months ago, I barely even cared about the game, but uh, now somehow can name a monster and I'll always immediately know what they're talking about. Um, that's the correct man. answer. Uh, yeah, actually, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that, that happened to me. Like I, I had no time, no patience for Monster Hunter series until I played World, and now it's like when people bring up the monster names, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know exactly what they're talking about because I put probably a hundred hours into it. We went advanced on that, like, um, uh, like me and Yuri and you, uh, Tim knows who these people are. Oh yeah, like uh, imported a Japanese 3ds to play for uh, before it came out in America, just because we were so excited. And we couldn't read the text, so we just came up with the, our own monster names for everything. And I can't shake it. I can't shake it. Like, I'm going to hit the Chernabog. Uh, I'm going to hit the Chernabog. What about, uh, ooh, Goofy Duck is coming. Goofy Duck! Um, everybody, nice. yeah, everybody equip their fire armor. Goofy Duck is here. Gorsh. Kiru Sita says, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, based solely on you guys and the Retronauts crew talking about it, I bought it for PS2 and started playing it. I struggled with the intro, feeling like it sucked or I sucked and kind of hating it. I post about it on the Patient Gamers subreddit and only mostly hate in response. Then one guy suggested that I try to play it on my PC instead. Having a beastly gaming PC, I, ripple I ripped the game discs and started playing it emulated. Man, what a big difference it made. Upscaling the game to 1080p and 60 huh. frames per second made the muddy green textures vibrant and distinct, uh, making it far easier to see items and enemies. Uh, using save states instead of having to listen to paramedic talk about Godzilla and being able to instantly load instead of resetting PS2, uh, the PS2 every time I wanted to load save, a save made the game far less tedious. Uh, I got through the introduction of the game quickly and then got my damn socks blown off by the reveal on the bridge with boss then the game kicked into this awesome james bond movie intro and i said okay this is my new favorite game uh i've now become obsessed with the series buying metal gear solid one 
2, Ground Zeroes, and Phantom Pain, as well as Metal Gear Rising. Uh, no Metal Gear Solid 4, as I don't have a PS3. Oh, come on. Thanks thanks to you guys uh, and Bob Mackey for the recommendation, and thanks to that random Redditor for giving me the good advice. This is all a great story, uh, yeah. but you got to play Metal Gear Solid 4 because it is the biggest love letter to someone who just ramped through all of them. It is yeah, yeah, but that's, that's such so a weird up. game. Like, Every Metal Gear has been released on so many platforms yeah. except for four. And four yeah. is trapped on PS3. That's, that's yep. crazy. Yeah. It's bizarre. Lost forever. And I, I remember like mm. writing an article. It's like, here's why I think it could come to 360. And like people scoffed <laughs> at me, and they were right. But like the structure of that game, <laughs> where like every time you hit a chapter break, it like it, it well, it doesn't do this anymore, thank God. But it, there was a while where like at, when it first came out, where it would like you'd, it would uninstall the the data for the chapter you had just played and install a new one and so you'd have to like just sit there for 20 minutes while Snake smoked a cigarette and uh, just just sit through that. I picked up smoking because of that game. What else am I going to do? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. And this was before phones, so... Yeah. His nicotine-stained fingers, I could speak for that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Kiro Sita, actually, you you legally need to find a PS3 somehow and make sure this happens. It, yeah. It's the only way it can end. My my thinking was that like those chapter breaks could just be like you pop in a new disc on 360, but that's never fair. happened. It yeah. never happened. Uh, so, you, well, so you can max paint it so that fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you, so your contact data can be projected on the wall on your body <laughs> as, you, as your screen. And eh, never mind. Yeah, Patrick McClafferty <laughs> on the official Laser Time Facebook community says, "Infamous got it free through PS Plus. I enjoyed it at first. Then several of the early missions, especially the Pigeon Quest, pissed me off because certain functions the tutorial mentioned wouldn't work. A year or so later, I tried out Infamous 2, which gave me a better explanation of what I was supposed to do. So I went back to 1, used what I learned in 2, and loved the hell out of the rest of 1. Yeah, I can see that. That game did start kind of slow. I think it was mm-hmm. the um, the traversal stuff. Is it just... Before you got powered up, it was just really hard to get around that game. Yeah, yep. uh, I just a lot of my memories are just climbing walls mm. in the first Infamous. Which once you learn to do like the rail grind on the on the power lines and stuff like that, it became so much faster and easier. But yeah, I can see how that game it takes a little while to get it. Yeah, uh, Jared Tengeman says Fallout Four. I bought it way later than when it came out, and I started the game without looking at anything online about it. I made it to the first town and faced my first death claw. Then I spent like seven hours building up the sanctuary. I thought that's all the game was. I got bored and sat down for another year or so until I heard coworkers talking about armor upgrades and jetpacks. That's when I brought, a, brought up a wiki and realized I was not playing it the right way at all. I'm like 150 hours in now and pretty far into the main story missions now and with a decked out home plate apartment. Dude, you just thought it was like a city building game? I love, I love the, 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 the point over the fence like, jetpacks? We don't know how long. Like, okay, that's, that's, that's what you need. Yeah, that's, that is my experience with every Fallout yeah. game, by the way. Mm. I don't know what... When it, when does this start? I don't know what to do. <laughs> you, you shoot at the giant crab man. That's what you do. If there was a giant crab, dude, every game needs a giant crab man. Mm-hmm. That should be your first. That should be your first boss. Yeah, yeah. I think they're called Meyer lurks. Please, yes, it's like your are. Hello World. Uh, it's just like you need to make sure you get a giant crab man, and then you know mm-hmm. you got a game. Aaron Chados or Chados says the Ch- game. Is, <laughs> I think it's Chados. I don't know. The game most. What? Why? Right. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Chados? <laughs> Who cares? The game most preferred by WWE 2K and Asuka fantasizer dedicated developer Diamond Dog Dave Rudden 
Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. I gave it a few college tries to see if I liked it. Coming off of a habit-forming addiction of other roguelites like Binding of Isaac, Risk of Rain, and Rogue Legacy. At first, I didn't give it the time of day and struggled to find my momentum. However, sticking to it with gumption and determination, I managed to spend dozens of hours getting the perfect runs with all possible characters, unlocking every weapon and item, and feeling accomplished enough to put the game down with satisfaction. Then I was a moron and bought the Switch version, so now I have to do it again, because I'm an idiot. It's a, it's a super well done game. Like I could see yeah. getting hooked on it. I, I, I like absolutely need some overall progression in a in a roguelike. I'm just I need to admit that in myself. But like that's the closest I've ever gotten yeah. into like diving fully into it. I always get discouraged with roguelikes because like I, I, nah, I, I want to keep some progression. Mm-hmm. Damn it, dead cells, baby, dead cells. Dead cells. Yeah, I mean, good, good, good mm-hmm. roguelikes have that like meta progression where they have like the. You invest a lot of time, and, and your character will gradually become more powerful, and so it mm-hmm. should theoretically get easier. But uh, yeah. I think I think Enter the Gungeon is a great example of one of these, where I, too, played it like that first playthrough or two after hearing Dave rave about it. I was like, i got to try this out. And it was like, ah, it's, it's an okay twin-stick shooter. Like, it wasn't anything special. And then you get that one good run where you get that one special gun, and you're like, I need to see more of what this game has to show me, because like, this is ridiculous. And, and, then, and then you get it. That one, that one good ga- gun that is powerful enough and gels with your playstyle is like key. Maybe I just mm-hmm. need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Doug Marvel says Shadow of the Colossus. It took me three tries in three consecutive game systems to finally get into it. Uh, I only got to play a little on a borrowed copy of the PS2, and it didn't quite hook me. I bought the collection for PS3, but never made it very far because I played Ico first, and after that I needed a break from the weird data controls those games both had. Finally, uh, bought the remaster after watching the LT stream. Thank you. And loved it. Uh, I haven't gone back to the PS3 version to see if uh, it was for me or uh, the game that changed. But uh, it went from a game I couldn't get into into one of my all-time favorites. I did find it weird. Uh, there's someone who lives here in town who is an artist on that game. Uh, the the remake. Oh, the remake. oh cool. Really? Yeah, no. yeah, very strange. We should have them on sometime. Met him. He worked on yeah, the Looney Tunes as well. I will. I will. Hmm. Eric, if you're listening. Anyway. You- Chris, maybe you should roll right into the next one, too. All right. Lauren Carroll says, mine is Chris's favorite series, Kingdom Hearts. I tried three times over a decade to get into that <laughs> game. Uh, eventually, I picked up the HD collections recently and was somehow obsessed from the start of the game. Except for Chain of Memories. F that game. I finished up the collection uh, recently and I'm waiting uh, the short wait until January to get into three. The short wait after the decade spent waiting for three. The short wait? Like, if you bought those games when they came out, you should not be done. It, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Joshua Uanen says, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I had tapped out on the series since Assassin's Creed 3, so when friends kept on recommending Origins to me, I would scoff and move along. Then I got an Xbox One X and saw that Origins was both X-enhanced and half-off. One hour in, I kept wondering why I was even trying to get back into it. Two hours in, I'm on my way to the first large city in the game and prepared to just write the game off. At the urging of said friends, I kept powering through. Then somewhat, somewhere in the third hour, I'm hunting down a target whom Bayek held 
personally responsible for his son's death and it clicks with me. Between my easing into the combat and the way his grief is believably conveyed, it got me and completely turned my opinion around on the game and the series. Uh, so much so, I got Odyssey and I'm happy with the direction of the series. Me nice. too. Origins is the first one that bit me since like uh, Black Flag? Really? Because like, I remember yeah. you playing through it and you didn't seem to like it. Origins? Yeah. No, not Origins. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, Absolutely I, everything else. I can't identify with this because I loved Origins from the start, like... But I will say the previous Assassin Syndicate I had this experience with. Where Syndicate, I remember being so fiddly with the controls and they were introducing so many systems during the tutorial. That was one of those where I played through it, did like the first kill mission. And it was like, it it, it had a lot of new systems since 4 even. Um, where it was like, you can see guys through walls yeah. and, and it, it just... The grappling it was, hook. Yeah, and it, it had these weird systems where it would like suck you against a wall like when you didn't mean it to and all this stuff. And so finally I was like... I want to put this down. I came back to it like a year later and it just took, you know, I played it start to finish, loved the game, played the DLC where you, you fight Jack the Ripper and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, Origins, I thought was good from start to finish. I love Origins. But yeah, I, I could see, I guess Assassin's games can have that effect. It, it all depends. And some of those games are quite slow just to get going. Uh, Triskitable says, Pokemon Sun. Gen 7 thinks you're a baby, a little stupid baby who has no idea how to play Pokemon. It will patronize you and treat you like a twit with an hours-long tutorial that is agonizing to deal with. And yet, once that's all said and done, it's a refreshing experience. There's so many amazing quality-of-life changes to Sun and Moon that help keep the game's pacing, like riding Pokemon with special powers instead of using HM Slaves, Charizard replaces Fly, Tauros replaces your bike, etc. And collecting Z-Crystals instead of monotonous gym badges. I gotta say, it, uh, the, the president reminded me, if you have to say you're uh, not a baby, mm-hmm. you're a baby. You're a baby. You're I couldn't believe you responded to a journalist with that. What about King jun I'm not a baby. No, you are. When you say <laughs> that, you become a baby. <laughs> That's how it works. Every time. And finally, at Late Phoenix says... Mass Effect. All that fetch quest stuff in the Citadel near the beginning was a real drag. Once we got out into the space, though, nonstop fun. Yeah, I can see that. The, the Citadel stuff did kind of drag. Sure. Yeah. yeah. New question of the week. If you could elect any video game character to office, uh, who would it be and why? Uh, I think I would elect the the god from ActRaiser, who uh, is really good at clearing fields, uh, giving music to mankind, and uh, transforming into a living statue to fight monsters. Yeah, can really when ro- kids are in danger. Roll up the sleeves and go clean up yeah. Fillmore when you really need exactly. To so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I've always thought I'd, I'd really like a universe where Fox McCloud was like your George Washington in a <laughs> in a po- polygonal anamorphic universe. Uh, that hadn't been settled yet, and that new Smash Brothers trailer that shows him at the forefront for some reason, like, puts him out there as the goddamn front bowling pin. Like, yeah, dude, hmm. I would vote for Fox McCloud to be George Washington and whatever new universe Kirby settles. Sure. Down. <laughs> I think I'd probably choose Dracula just because I think it'd be interesting to go to my parents' house and walk upside down on the walls and the ceiling yeah. and stuff like that and just invert that thing. And you'd finally find out what a man is. That's true. Yeah. Well, my dad's been asking me for a while. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Just tell I, him a miserable pile of secrets. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, you put your coat on the ceiling. <laughs> These are good answers. Do you know those Minnesotan accents? It's, yeah. 
These are all good answers, gentlemen, but there's I only one right answer. I do it from the ceiling, but I'm terrified of you. <laughs> Pull the string! Right, um. <laughs> the only right answer here is President Michael Wilson from Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> yes, okay. We yes. all want to elect a leader that uh-huh. hops in his giant mech and kicks ass, takes Richard! names. <laughs> That's right. Not just one that said he would if he had a giant mech. That's right. He actually Let's goes out party! there. When is Devolver putting that out again? <laughs> Not uh, soon. soon enough. Yeah, soon. So yeah, you we... guys are roast chicken. Sure, <laughs> that game is amazing. Uh, I can't uh, wait. Game of the year. So, who would? Which character would you elect to high office in the country of your choice or residence? Let us know. Go to vidigameapocalypse.com. Answer in the comments under episode two hundred and eighty nine. Alternately, you can uh, hit us up on Facebook. Go to the official Laser Time Facebook community, uh, and there will be a thread there that you can answer. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and post your question there. That's also a good place for doing video answers if you want to do that. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Who's got something to plug? Tim, you're the guest. Is there anything you want people to know about? Uh, I think it's important that everybody sees the new Halloween while it's still in theaters. Uh, if you are a Halloween fan of the first one specifically, you should see this. I did not. I was not involved in the creation of this. I just emotionally emotionally invested in the Halloween franchise to an uh, uh, unreasonable degree. And I've been waiting uh, like since I was in middle school for this movie specifically. What, what if you're only invested in the third one specifically? That's uh, that's a great fun bad movie for all its own separate reasons without Michael Myers in it. Technically it's, technically in it, it and a cameo on a TV in a one room but anyway see the new Halloween watch a Castlevania Netflix series uh, that's basically it. I'm at Tim Tree on Twitter. I don't, Tim I don't know what it was it was like a maybe a Facebook post where you talked about Halloween I'm like and, and now every time I see you I ask about it and it's you always have the best Halloween conversations I've ever had. I love asking you about Halloween that's all I'm saying. Please let's just I'll, let's just Let's do a Halloween podcast. Let's just go. How did that happen? Is John Carpenter worth seeing live? How about that? Oh, a hundred percent. I saw him yeah. in Berkeley my first year uh, in Bay Area, and it was him and Cody Carpenter just playing the Lost themes stuff, like the original stuff, plus the movie themes. So good. Yes, see him. So, uh, Timmy, you'll be you'll be excited to know if you listen to Thirty Twenty Ten, the show where uh, me and Mrs. Michael Rapares, Diana Goodman, and uh, Sarah look back thirty, twenty, and ten years ago. Uh, they live turned thirty this week. Uh, right. It was released thirty years ago this week. Hmm. I'm tuning in. Nice. And it, I, I I love that movie. That movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, we talk about that plenty, and we have great King of the Hill highlights in two decades. What more do you need? Would you like to know what Hank, Hank, Hank Hill thinks about erectile dysfunction and MySpace? Would I? Two decades. Oh, it's all toilet people. Like that kind of thing. That's probably what it is. Uh, and, and, then, and then on bonus time this week, we finally have the episode of uh, my buddy Aaron talking about looking into his DNA, which has the weirdest, most surprising detail. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't wish on anybody <laughs> uh, if you were to study your DNA. And this week on Laser Time, we're talking about the recession. The recession is 10 years old and the effects of... The biggest economic – this is laser time growing up a little bit. The effects on the recession um, 10 years ago and its effects on pop culture and uh, can we avoid another one? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I swear there's a lot of dick jokes. Well, as long as you swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tons of swearing. 
Uh, I've been doing the rounds lately. I appear on the most recent Acts of the Blood God podcast, with the Cat November Bailey? 5th episode with Cad Bailey, uh, where we are counting down the top RPGs of all time, and we hit number 11, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. So, uh, yeah, check me out there. I was also recently on an episode of the Podcast podcast, uh, that's P-O-D-Y-C-A-S-T, where we talk about a story involving warrior the ultimate warrior as he was formerly known as and um from parts unknown yeah from parts unknown and and uh we we delve into maybe not one of his best moments uh on that show so so check me out there you can also follow me on twitter at maddie c allen was it the racism uh this was one where or the homophobia it was a sick dying kid uh who was waiting outside the locker room for him and he big timed the kid the entire show uh, and didn't go see him for one of the Make-A-Wish Foundation things. Aww. And this is a story from a Bret Hart book. So, yeah. Hmm. One more, one more tiny plug. Okay. Uh, this week for patrons, patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, new episode of bonus time. If you're still in the Halloween spirit, we have a 90 minute showcase of a uh, short form animation you can watch. And we are closing out an Elm Street Nightmare season two, all about Friday the 13th. Uh, Jason goes to heck. I can't say the full word. It's too dirty. Uh, Jason, Jason X, yeah. Jason X, yes, <laughs> yes. Jason X, which is sounds worse to say because yeah. it stars Uber Jason, which makes me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> he just wanted his machete back. Tim has seen the movie. Ugh. Uh, uh, you can find me under a darkened freeway overpass where I will lurch menacingly toward your car should I see you. Uh, alternately, <laughs> you can. Find us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been a great audience. We'll see you next week. No one in the history of the universe has quoted Jason X, Tim. Jesus Christ.